Hey guys, this is Candace from Well Well Villanelle. We apologize for getting this latest episode to you a few days later than scheduled. We had some unfortunate technical difficulties happen with our initial upload. But to make it up to you guys, we're giving away two custom-made shirts designed by us, inspired by Villanelle, to the first two fans who comment on any one of our social media accounts with their favorite line from today's episode. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Well Villanelle, on Tumblr at Well Well Villanelle, or on Insta at Well Well Villanelle. Now to the show. You are now listening to Well Well Villanelle. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his poor Misandry. <laughs> yes, Misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, guys. Hey. We are back for another episode of Well, Well, Villanelle. Hey, I know that you probably were waiting for like a tweet or something from I us. Sent a tweet. Yeah, it, 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 it exists. <laughs> I actually did it. It happened. On Saturday. Um, technically Sunday, and that's because Sandra O is on SNL. See, and then that's already a great icebreaker. So exactly. It's like, that's, that was what I said. I was like, if there's ever an occasion to begin tweeting, it is this occasion. I uh, saw so some of the skits. I uh, do admit <laughs> I haven't seen all uh, of them. Yeah, uh, there was the one skit with the two Asians on the screen with speaking parts at, at one time. Oh, you mean the one? most Asian people ever on SNL? Yeah. In the history uh, of its existence? What's at the same that? time? <laughs> yeah. like what? SNL, fix yourself. Well, getting back to what I found uh, as my favorite skit from this episode of SNL featuring Sandra Oh, it was actually the last one where she plays a substitute teacher. And it's really primarily because, I mean, her comedic timing is always on point. But the minute the scene opened up and the camera pans over and you see fucking Kate McKinnon and that goddamn corduroy jacket and striped shirt, I knew she was channeling the ghost of Jordan Catalano from the show My So-Called Life from back in the day when MTV was still edgy and still showing some interesting things. And that show came on called My So-Called Life that starred. That was the breaking, the, the opening role for Claire Danes and probably the beginning of me being a Claire Danes fan. Also, Jared Leto. And he was Wilson there. Cruz. Yes. All hail Wilson who Cruz. Who is currently on Star Trek Discovery. And uh, wait, who was her friend that played Leanne? AJ Langer. That was like the core, the core group. And uh, I really enjoyed that show. And of course, I remember all the angst all these years <laughs> later. And the minute she was there with her fucking parted hair, I was like, oh, my God. And that was actually our most retweeted or liked tweet of, of my experiment that night was like, you guys, is no one talking about Kate McKinnon as Jordan Catalano? They mixed a whole bunch of different nineties. You were right. It was a lot of a lot of a lot of themes. <laughs> Hello, dangerous minds in there. There was yeah. a lot of weird stuff going on, but it was funny. It was definitely their best skit. I I don't watch SNL. I don't know about you, but I'm not a normal watcher of SNL. No, something's gotta like either Better I'm writers. YouTubing and it just pops up and I'm like, Oh, this skit was kind of okay. Or like if it goes viral and you're like, Oh, that was really that was funny enough to go viral, I'll check it out. But yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, Sandra O oh deserves better. Like, she was great. She did her comedy. But I'm like, who's writing some of these sketches? It was people who were like, I've been sitting on these jokes for so <laughs> long. I can finally I can do finally something get them Asian out. and it won't be racist, really, because the Asian person will Is be making saying the joke. Well, yeah. that's ba- that was the the uh, the admissions um, uh, skit was yeah. basically like it's 
fucked up but not but i told you my 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 most loathed skit where i was actually angry by the time it ended was the tissue skit yeah because i'm just sort of sick of people trying to play sandra oh like they were trying to play her as that character and even if she was tishy with a broken arm and orange raver pants and like to dance she would still be too good for that motherfucker who was playing her mans. Yeah. Why does this keep happening to Sandra Oh that every time they want to cast a bitch in anything for drama, for comedy, she is cast opposite a whack, boring, vanilla motherfucking dude who definitely does not deserve to uh, be in her presence. Uh, it was a lot gross. But it also speaks to if there was a real life tissue that wasn't Sandra O, oh, looking towards a certain standard of excellence or greatness to appease your uh, non first <laughs> world uh, family. Yeah. And maybe it's time to just, I don't know, look at something different as the standard. Maybe just a little maybe. bit. And yeah. the worst part was that, like, he, the, it was the guy, the skit, if you guys saw it, he's looking into a mirror and he's seeing his future self. And his future self was like, look, you eventually get a girlfriend and it's this girl. And the joke is supposed to be him being like, but this girl, like, well, this sucks. And the end of the skit is, well, it's not that bad because she owns Samsung. And I'm just like, yo, like, what? Like, it was better for me when she was the hustler, when she was the one probably yeah. playing dude and, like, with him for, like, his money and to, like, take his shit. But now that he's with her for her money and she couldn't get a better, she couldn't get a better a better dude, she needs to be, like, the, the billionaire who got the jail dude, the pretty jail dude. Remember, they, like, took his mugshot. And he had like oh oh yeah right I he was just about. like yeah. he was just pretty he was really pretty for then, a felon yeah he was like prison bay right something. and now he's a billion heiress bitches lover like husband like they're together and that's what I expect to parlay like if you're gonna be with someone for money like it should be it should make sense the fact that that basic dude was paired with Sandra O oh is you know what fix it there's not enough milk in the world to make that pairing work no. no. I only really enjoy at this point on SNL like um, Keenan and Kate McKinnon and it's really because body comedy and like facial reactions will always make me laugh. Yeah. And so Kate McKinnon just has one of those things where she like the way she does her face like it's, I'm I'm going to laugh. That failed film that was like the other bridesmaids but it was really bad with the girl from Broad City. What was it called? Remember, it came out at the same time as oh, Girls Trip, but yeah. it was like I the know, white version it. of Girls yeah, Trip, but it, it was it, just horrible. Bad timing. You know, they should have, the, the first, the first level year and a half. of knowing failure was going to happen <laughs> should have been ScarJo as like a comedic, because she was in there for like comedic Scar-Jo relief. was in the movie? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was it called? Guys, I gotta no. look it up now. Um, Wow. Wow. So she was, yeah, she was in the movie. And the thing of it was, and so so was Zoe Kravitz. And part oh. of the issue with the movie is that none of them looked like they were actually fucking friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you couldn't, you couldn't really. And I was looking forward to the movie initially because I like Alana Glazer from Broad City. I think she's funny. And so I thought, oh, surely she'll translate Rough Night is what it was called. So surely she'll translate this, you know, into funny comedy. And no, it wasn't. It was really bad. Rough night. Let's see. Trailer. Oh my god! Pull up the trailer at your own 2017. risk. Twenty seventeen. I just, I'm just in it for what the could basic be plot. Chemistry. Well, chemistry. That's. Oh uh, no! It is. These uh, girls. I would. It's rough. I guess it was forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like like it was a fail, a massive failure. Yeah, they really don't look like they're your friends at all. No, they don't. That's they the don't. thing is that if you're going to cast a bunch of bitches to like be friends, like can they look like they actually are friends and can they relate to each other like friends? 
Like they know each other. No. Oh no. And oh. Scarlett was like supposed to be, I think her character was like getting married and that was the whole thing. Oh, you're getting married. Let's go away. But we're friends and we've not been just friends together, hanging out for a while. So let's all hang out on this wild weekend. But during the wild weekend, they end up killing a stripper dude by a girl landing on his face. It's just really just, my point of mentioning this whole ridiculous movie was that Kate McKinnon is also in this film. And she so was pretty. She is. And she was one of my top enjoyments because of her body comedy and her face. And she was playing an Australian. And her Australian accent was so ridiculous that that is what had me laughing the entire time. Not actually the jokes, but just her. But yeah. So, you know, watch that movie if you dare, Terrence. I'm just telling you now that it's not good. That is, it, it's like, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's not funny but hey you finishing that trailer this is just i can't just close it out I, I, don't finish it whoa I know. it's my fault i shouldn't have brought it up whoa but it was just it was the stream of consciousness from k mckinnon to other things that weren't funny but she was in it somehow like despite everyone else in the cast just being a hot mess for the most part so yeah Welcome, guys, <laughs> to another ebb. And actually, it's pretty much of a juggernaut week for several things because not only are we a week away. Right. We are slightly right under a week, right, to the season premiere of season two. But like a lot of amazing things have happened in this past week. For one, we've, we discovered a trailer, a French trailer. Uh, that we did not know existed literally the day after oh, I was we so uploaded angry. the last episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot of squealing, a lot of screaming, a lot of rabid reactions in general. And we want to talk about that because, wow, that fucking trailer. We also got a bunch of news, a bunch of great news for the show, amongst that being the BAFTA nominations. Oh, yes. Hello. Let's see if I can find that article because I was excited 14 noms break it out here breaking rules for the bbc yes. to catch these noms yes which a hearty hearty congratulations to the entire cast and crew of killing eve for this groundbreaking nomination hall that you guys pulled in for the baftas it is appropriate it's what i expected because it's a british show and you know a lot of the times when we were saying oh and people were upset that jody wasn't getting the same best actress look as Sandra Owen, it's like, like, well, well she's unfortunately, young. she's young and she hasn't, she's a British actress. She hasn't put in enough time to like steal the spotlight from, you know, the heavy hitter American actresses. But over there, clearly there's enough spotlight to steal because they were like, both of y'all bitches are catching noms. And that's what they deserve. I agree. I don't know. I'm not watching a lot of British television right now. I know there's some show called The Bodyguard. I don't know what else is happening besides, I guess, Doctor Who. So I really just don't know what the playing field looks like. But it seems that's, that's very appropriate that they should both, um, you know, like be nominated because they're both extraordinary. They're giving amazing the faces and scenes. And I mean, it's believable performances and they're funny. They're, yes. they're both funny. And it's like their own kind of funny, which I love because, you know, that's you can't. I, feel, I almost want to say you can't teach that highly. I mean, they're they're, <laughs> they're trained to do this. Right. But. You can kind of ah, teach it. Yeah. Let's go down some of these nomination lists. Uh, so we have Killing Eve for drama series. Of course. Yes. Yes. I wanted to win that. Jodie and Sandra for leading actress. Appropriate. We have, um, what do they have here? Ki supporting actor nom for Kim Bodnia, who plays Constantine. Okay. We have a supporting actress nod for Fiona Shaw. I'm just going to say, put that in the bag. I'm just yes, say, she definitely desires that. 
Sorry, right, folks. We had a, a ring at the studio door. Wow, these accents just keep flying out. I'm sorry, guys, but also get used to it. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's ever stopping. But yes, yeah, so we have Bodnia um, for Constantine. We got Fiona Shaw, like I said, put it in the bag. Just give it to her. Just wrap yes, it up. please. Don't even have anyone else in the category. This is, honestly, this should be a no-brainer. I tried to vote. Maybe I did vote. Maybe I did tell a lie about being a UK citizen to vote. But there's a, a virgin media must-see moment <laughs> voted for by the public. I just want to say that if they if they send me an email talking about you can come to this red carpet premiere, which is apparently a thing, I'll give it to one I of y'all. Mean, yeah. I will give it to one of y'all. That would be a great giveaway. Just take my identity. I hope they would let me do it. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, so I lied. But also, <laughs> but also, your fucking computer should be able to catch my IP is nowhere near the UK. You shouldn't even let me do it. But that's that's on y'all. And so, yeah, do that. Vote for that because there's a must-see moment for Virgin Media voted by the public. And they're up against Doctor Who. And I don't even, Rosa Parks episode, whatever. I don't fucking care. Killing Eve and the stabbing of Villanelle should win without a doubt oh yeah no questions asked right like that's just what's happening we also have nominations for costume design uh congratulations to phoebe de gay yes. for killing eve we've got a director uh nom for harry bradbeer for episode one of killing eve which is also well deserved oh yes we've got multi-camera director nomination for julia knowles helen scott and simon Stafford. actually no that's incorrect why does it say why the royal say wedding that? with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Why does that it, does say that. Why, why is, is that it in the King Eve? Why is it in the King Why are you here? Delete that, guys. Delete it. I didn't mean that. Well, editing. Editing fiction <laughs> for Gary Dolner for Killing Eve. Also episode one, the pilot. We've got photography and lighting fiction category for Julian Court. Another woman for Killing Eve, episode seven. And here's where it starts to get really interesting a bit of kismet and we come full circle here on the podcast. And that is the nomination for the sound team in the category of sound fiction for killing Eve. I'm sure you guys remember our commentary a few episodes ago, namely for episode three of killing Eve featuring Villanelle at hot medica. And we were talking about the skills, the, the ingenuity of the sound design team who was doing Foley on that particular scene where a certain colonel's, scrotum gets crushed so in honor of these current nominations we want to go back and relive the splendor and glorious misandry of the killing eve sound design team and the masterpiece they created in episode three nobody gets special treatment <laughs> here it comes guys cold mm. yeah oh no oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys can't even hear it because we're we're cringing aloud. Kushtuk. One more time. Do it, Villanelle. Kill him. Kill him with the kill him with the grass. Oh. I just want you guys to pay attention to the excellent foley that just happened in this scene for episode three, featuring Hot Medica. <laughs> All right. So we said at this time that someone should get awards for how yes. detailed and rude they were about this scene. And I'm just so pleased that BAFTA has recognized all of their hard work and efforts and has given them um, the sound team a fucking nom. And they, they deserve, deserve it. Yes. They deserve it. They're up against Little Drummer Girl. I'm not sure what the sound team is doing over there. I'm just saying, look, it should be Killing Eve. We also Eve is, <laughs> they're popping balls off. They're, they're slicing literally, knobs literally off. Literally slicing knobs off. And literally popping balls and 
trying to do it with with nuance and authenticity, which has to be commended. Um, also, a shout to Matt Wiley for getting a nom for titles and graphic identity. And of course, uh, the leader of the ship, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, has received a nom for writer for drama, which she deserves and Agreed. should win. I mean, Agreed. again, I don't know what else the BBC is offering at this time. All I know about is the bodyguard, and I know it has that dude who played Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. I did try to watch a couple episodes. I haven't returned. That's not to say the show isn't great. That's just to say that I haven't returned. Maybe I will one day, you know? Not today. Yeah, but not today. One day. Yeah. So congrats, 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 congrats to the Killing Eve team. You guys deserve it. They've been tweeting about it. They're happy and excited. And of course, because they broke rules and got 14 noms. Like, that's the juggernaut shit right there. And whoever's out there doing the real street team work of uh, emailing and voting, um, we appreciate you. Really? Because... Um, Yes, this this show deserves all the visibility that you're giving it. And I mean, we wouldn't have this show if not for you guys to get that Truly. quick nom for the second season. It only would have been possible if not for high claim. High claim is the, the right. Way. The fact that people were talking about it, people were tweeting about it and viewership went up week to week. And it was impossible to ignore this show. Um, unless, of course, you're Thandie Newton, who I did see was responded to by Jodie Comer, I want to say this past week, uh, because she recently watched Killing Eve and was like, wow, Jodie, sorry I'm late to the train, but you're a revelation, <laughs> bitch. Like, excellent job. And she was like, thank you. And what I was <laughs> reading so in uh, the BBC article was that uh, the rule that I guess they were bending for this show, Killing Eve, that they normally don't, is that uh, the rules usually enforce the show must have been broadcast in the UK first. So this oh, is what blew my mind. Okay, so it right. actually debuted in US, in the United States. It and did. BBC it did. America the, the UK got it after April. Us. Yeah, they didn't get it for like a couple five months. months. Yeah. Oh, five shit. So that's the reason why I'm well, like, damn. why is nobody talking about the show? Literally, no one could see the actually, show. <laughs> no one could see the show. Although they could if they saw it the illegal ways or the streaming right. ways, you could see the show. But honestly... How could they not give it the nominations? Because they couldn't watch all of America and all of our separate shows that we consider important over here, not ignore Killing Eve and, you know, just be like, Sandra, like, welcome to the fucking party. Like, here you are getting everything. And Jody's at the party, too. Like, yay. And everyone's at the party. <laughs> and the BBC's not going to join the party. And they're the home of this of this show. That would just be unconscionable. Or rather, the BAFTAs. Excuse me. In fact, they would look like real jackasses if they didn't actually have this many was made nominations for every category in which a, a British show can be nominated. All the production categories, the wardrobe categories is appropriate. Makeup, do it. Sound, yes. do it. Writing, do it. Acting, do it. Do not disappoint me with that supporting actress. Where's Elena's or, supporting nod? That's the only that, place where you guys yeah. can improve. But, uh, you know, generally I'm pretty happy with, with what's happened and I want them to win all of the things. Yes, I'm going to lock down when this day airs and i hopefully will be screaming at the top of my lungs in excitement expect right. tweets from the account definitely expect where did that trailer account. go i just went to the link and it's like the the, the link isn't there I like what did someone snatch the french trailer why 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 is this happening to wait me? but it was hidden safely on tumblr did someone report it i hope not fucker. i hope no one reported it that would I, make me very right. angry why are no, it says no post found wow they Hold on, snatched let me, the, the trailer <laughs> Why do they? Why is this happening to me? Is, I don't, I don't first of all, this. the top question. I don't understand. Why Let me double check here? on my phone because my iPad is like, no, bitch, this link no longer works. But 
I just want to make sure that that's a lie and see what's okay. It's playing on my phone. I don't know what's happening. So I want a spinoff. Well, I'll wait. I mean, I'd still want a spinoff, but I'll wait. I'm happy with waiting. But I want I want a Fiona Shaw flashbacks. Oops. That's what I want. And I want to be able to see all the things that she's she's ever seen. Like I know she has stories. Let me get my plug. All right. As we find a way to hack into this French trailer, because, you know, we're not in France. And for some reason, the internet doesn't want us to play with international links today. For some reason, I'm going to just encourage you all to help us come up with like a way that we can give something away. Like at first in my head, I was thinking maybe one of us can sort of predict the first line that said in the very first episode of season two that one of our characters say, we hope that we're picking up right where we left off with even the, in the disheveled house covered in blood with the super spy lady saying, Oh, she, <laughs> she ran off. And then we, I don't know. We need, even to say like a line, but we don't know what that is. But if you know, or if you can guess, you mean, really what closely, is this like? A, I'm back. Is this like um? What are the what do the sports dudes do? Uh, the draft, those magical drafts. What are they called? Those fake drafts. What is that? Right, something where like people a, just like they predict things, and they're like, if it comes true, I win. Yeah, I feel like What's something that like that. Was, fantasy, fantasy football. Yes. Wow, we're the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. guys, can you tell that we don't engage in fantasy football? Yeah, we. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry but we definitely want someone to at least have the fortitude to predict what they feel may happen in the beginning of the first episode season two to the point where we can acknowledge you on social media and then ship you uh, some swag some wonderful villanelle swag we do and we've chosen i guess there's three colors but two primary colors for these hoodies and shirts are like colors from our favorite outfit she wore in season one and so that would be episode one when she is, it's episode one, right? When she's in the teal shirt and she's like squeezing the tomato mm-hmm. and scaling the wall. <laughs> Iconic Villanelle wear. And also, of course, the pink tool dress with the Balenciaga combat boots. Because, well, that too was iconic. Yes, it was. And so, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to figure that out. And I feel like I want to try to get like some sort of like, I don't know, hotline thing going. Just if people have emotions they want to express and they just, you know, the season premiere comes on and they need someone to yell to or scream at and there's no one available but maybe there's this number available that people can call and just like leave a voice mom be like these are my feelings yeah some sort of like yeah i I, i'm digging that some sort of google voicemail or something i mean maybe nobody maybe nobody will it'll more than likely but you could yeah you could oh well you could vent It'll be a plus one area code so if some of you want to dial internationally if it's a is it a simul premiere do we know if both coasts will get the show at the same time? Um, what do you mean? I mean, turn like, off Twitter if you if you're not. You mean like get East it. Coast to West Coast? Like no Definitely or not. no no. Oh well. Least, oh, you mean the actual British uh, right, people? Right. I think I don't know. <laughs> we should, for like the actual people in the UK. Because we know um, where we're getting the show. When but. does Killing Eve? Because that would be so bad. That I would, would be rude. I would. But tell then you also, all to turn how do you Twitter? avoid spoilers? Yeah, right. like you just have to not. 
at least in the beginning, you didn't know what Killing Eve was, wow. so you wouldn't follow the hashtag. So according to this article written on February 15, 2019, this excerpt says that Killing Eve will start on Sunday, April 7th at 8 p.m. on BBC America. The UK release date has not been confirmed. That's the show did appear rude. in the 2019 BBC drama trailer, suggesting it will be back sometime in 2019. Yeah, sometime in 2019. Yo, uh, it's hard out here for a Brit. It's hard out here so for a Brit. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Do what you need to do. I'm Look, <laughs> I'm not the person that kind of advocates like illegal... Um, illegal activities but then also i do at the same time so here's how you can get past it if you must engage in illegal activities to to get your killing fixed before it makes its way to the uk like just make sure you reinforce it with like with actual positivity like buy the blu-ray when it comes yeah out. do that right we're looking at the blu-ray right now which i forgot i bought which was ridiculous because the minute it was on sale i was like click that amazon but yeah like buy the blu-ray like you know do something to support the bbc in the show and yes. then you won't feel bad support about the official release using a vpn or spoofing <laughs> the country you're in because you're desperate to see what i don't first of all i couldn't live i couldn't exist if I was British or in the UK and I knew this show was coming back for Americans in April and I'm still pressed about what happened. Right. Even like, Villanelle, like that's just not. I mean, it's me not either. a movie. Uh, you know, there's many times where a movie will come out on your side a week or two weeks before it comes out on our side. And then we get all these amazing reviews that we have to sort of duck and dodge. We have no control over waiting. But if it's televised, everyone's got a TV. Everyone's got a TV. So just, you know, seize, seize the moment. Seize the moment, indeed. Look, let the love of this show lead you to do some crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> Go outside yourself. Do something different. Take a chance. Take a risk. Why are these apps open on my shit? I don't understand why it won't let me play it on my iPad. I feel like there's some sort of massive conspiracy happening. Oh, it's it's just juju. I don't know what to call it. And we're back. We took a moment Ooh. of respite for some technical motherfucking difficulties, which really just seems to be the BBC bringing the hammer down yeah. on those on those clips because they won't show up on any of our devices except for my cash devices. But you know what, guys? I made a way where there was no way. Mm. And I screen recorded my cash so we can now enjoy this trailer. Commencing. What really happened in Paris? <laughs> what really did happen in Paris? Killed her. Congratulations. <laughs> she stabbed you. Surprised me too. You're funny. Yes, I am funny. She <laughs> is. <laughs> okay, so are we thinking that Villanelle puts a razor in lipstick she sends to? Yes. Yeah, me too. A bloody kiss because Villanelle she has a way of communicating okay look at the way Eve is like I can't Eve are you gonna literally scream, wear... by the way that scream is totally Nico that Eve that's Nico's voice that's him and hopefully she's walking out on him to go do something okay Eve looks like she's about to push somebody forever hold your peace right okay so we saw this trailer and we were like, what the fuck? First of all, how did we not know that this was happening? That this trailer existed, that they were deciding to show the French, you know, a little bit more of what was going on. But they were like, fuck, fuck you, America. You don't get these little juicy tidbits, these little, these I, little things. Maybe it's because of uh, Villanelle's aesthetic where they kind of want France to be big on it. So it's like, hmm. I guess. But, but okay, let's talk about some of the revelations in this freaking trailer, which is we see Villanelle, you know, 
made it to some emergency care situation where she was passed out and mm-hmm. had to rely on the kindness of strangers. Um, yeah, again, Eve not washing her hands before boarding a plane. Like, Eve, with, given her state of mind, though, I suppose that's to be expected. Um, she makes some witty banter in the hospital place-ish where she's evidently talking about her girlfriend. I can only assume. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I feel like whatever version of Villanelle we get in this hospital will be interesting because it'll be in her feral nature, but also like this weird place of like, I didn't expect that, but now that it's happened, it's the most intense thing that's ever happened to me in any kind of relationship, even superseding cutting off Anna's husband's knob. Right. If there was ever a thing to unite, like um, the writer said in last episode, we pointed out, it's like, it's this stabbing. Oh, they're forever bonded. Oh, Yeah forever and then the whole like eve putting on lipstick the parallel of her putting on the lipstick looks like the same color lipstick as villanelle's putting on so i'm just gonna assume right now that she sent her that lipstick with a little razor blade to be like yeah like maybe it's like oh teasing biting your lip but also i want you to bleed because you Uh made me bleed right like with with affection like i got you back (laughs) right got you tag one time and then you know we see her uh telling kenny who's potentially the only person she tells that she stabbed her because I'll be curious to see like how Eve keeps the bullshit alive because clearly Carolyn is like, what really went on in Paris? <laughs> and I assume she asked that after some other shit happens. Like she doesn't ask that shit right away. She asked later where she's like, so what really went down? Because I'm looking at what's happening right now and it makes me feel like you left details out of the story about what happened in Paris between you and Villanelle, which would be appropriate because how do you, how do you approach that story? Well, how do you go off the record with your boss? Like she has a lot of off the record She went things. off the record and she broke a lot of laws. A lot. Yeah. A lot of laws. In fact, all the laws that she should not be breaking <laughs> as the law enforcement person. Yeah. In the trailer, we also see Eve getting those flowers again that spell out her name. I hope that's first episode. I hope that's her getting confirmation first episode that, oh, my bae is not dead. Oh, thank gosh. Because she'll be freaking out the entire time until she gets confirmation that Villanelle is not dead. Yes. We also see her twirling against a, a chart. I want to say periodic table, but it's not. It was angles. It was like geometry. And so I think this further confirms what we said that we realized before that Nico is a teacher. And I just don't even know how horrible it is that they're having like whatever this scene is where she's being flirty and she's rolling across these fucking diagrams of squares and triangles that what they're flirting. Like, what are they doing? Like, is it a parent teacher conference? They don't have that relationship. I'm just or but but she looks like she's being flirty. Like she's had a couple drinks and maybe she's trying to like forget so is this the, what the new writer's trying to do to be like, hey, he exists. We need to do something with this character. I know that he's a guy and it's hard to write for guy characters, but we have to give him like a purpose. Give you know what I mean? something to do. We yeah. got to try to make him three dimensional. So his Well, you know job, what's interesting though? That dress she has on in the scene where we, the only time we see Nico, it's also the dress she's wearing in that scene, a scene where she's exiting what looks to be the school and she hits the alarm. Yes. And there's another, I tried to put it together with those, those set photos we saw where just like first look shots and they have there's a first look shot where they have a shot of Eve and Nico looking at an apple <laughs> on the desk right on the desk of the school and so I'm wondering I'm like is that this. Villanelle like leaving breadcrumbs in her extra special way to be like hey hey bae just want to know I'm here I know exactly what you're doing because that would cause them to leave right away for her to hit the alarm as if, okay, are we in danger? Is she going to try to kill Nico? When well, we both know if she wanted to kill Nico, she'd just, yeah, she just, yeah, that happened a long time ago. So I don't know. There's also a lot of scenes of Eve just looking like she's 
of Eve just looking like she's on the the edge of murder. There's a guy she wants to push into the tracks. Yeah, I was like, what was the deal with that? Well, she looks angry, and I'm wondering, does she know the guy? Does she not know the guy? I don't think that she knows the guy. I think she's trying to think of what does it take for someone to want to be able to convey to act like that. So she's trying to really get into the psyche. But look how angry she looks in the scene. Look at her fucking face. Like that looks like there's raw emotion behind it. And so I feel like something maybe just happened. Like maybe Villanelle got away or. Or he like stepped in front of her. Like she was like overlooking. Maybe she was having, you know, existential thought. And all of a sudden here's this man and the way of her train of thought. And she's like, if I could just. I mean, that's misandry energy. (laughs) That's misandry energy in general. Just pushing a guy into the tracks. In my way. And And I feel like a lot of this is happening on the same day. So look at this SWAT shot. For first of all, this swatch shot looks like it's the same place that potentially that hotel room is. Yeah. And so what if she's out here trying to meet up with Villanelle and she tells like, you know, the authorities because that's her new job. And but then maybe she like it. either they ruin it or she sabotages it herself because does she really want Villanelle caught or like what's what's the circumstance here? Because yes. what's happening? I definitely don't think that Eve is going to be like, yeah, sure. I'm back to being by the book. Like, yeah. no way. I, you're right. Does she help her escape? Does she decide last minute that she, like, what happens? Maybe, yeah. Maybe she has regrets about dropping dime on her boo thing. Like, she's like, afraid. Like, when she gets there, like, she's like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know you sent me flowers and then you know I cut my lip, but are you like, so I'm, really, I'm having a hard time mad? interpreting how you feel right now. Like, are you, like, is this the kind of penetration with a pointy end or, like, something else? I'm All trying right. to figure it out. Maybe Villanelle's, like, both potentially at the same time (laughs) because i'm really confused eve you've left me with confusing feelings and so yeah there's a lot of juicy scenes in that and as you might imagine we completely lost our shit when we saw it because it just had so much more than the last trailer in terms of trying to piece together what's going on and the fact that you know this scene She's also Yo. in that coat where she is ghosting Eve. She's right behind her back and she's in one of her getups just being extra. <laughs> but like, what is she doing? Well, is she like doing that? Like, you know, like the first time I'm she's gotten close. You, right. Touch you. Well, again, definitely not the first time she's gotten close. There was the time when she stole the luggage and she bum rushed, knocked into Bill. Eve was right there when she planted that, you know, bug on him. That's so. true. Because Eve is just always oblivious, I feel like, to anyone who might be looking at her, noticing her at any point in life. I mean, which, hello, is kind of mostly definitely owing to Nico yeah, at this point. Definitely. Um, how you, he, Nico. he doesn't let her do anything super like fancy. He doesn't look to her to be, I guess, physically inspiring. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they have to oh, like man. schedule and book sex sort of is like, hey, do I you know. feel like it? Like, it's like you said earlier where she just she's never been put on a pedestal certainly not by him yeah and potentially not any of her exes up until villanelle and i mean let's just be honest about that dress that dress i mean sandra oh looks great because she always looks great but that dress looks that like was, it's from uh, the clarence <laughs> rack at sears yeah you know what i'm saying uh, i don't think nico has any uh any real taste not not in Definitely. the way that the only taste seen. he has is in marrying eve and shepherd's pie i guess i don't know it's probably good shepherd's pie who knows <laughs> bill likes the that shepherd's pie good no, shepherd's pie i mean yeah you know <laughs> i mean but bill likes it so i mean bill's hey. got those basic taste buds i yeah, don't know if we can trust actually, bill's yeah. taste buds mm. we'll see we know nico got that dress from the seals clearance rack and now he has eve twirling 
you know, on the on the isosceles. <laughs> the I equation. think they, the only time Nico had an inkling that Eve could dress well was when he was like, "Did did Bill get you that dress?" Wow, <laughs> that was the only time when he was being salty at the same time. And then when she opened up the suitcase and passionately got dressed, wow, um, wow. she definitely screamed at Nico to get out. He didn't get a chance to to see any of that. <laughs> he didn't get to see anything, and we know that she didn't explain shit because Villanelle took the dress. And why would she? Right? Why would she explain that? Yeah, you know, I thought I had the upper hand, but then she got real close and she smelled me, and she realized that. I was completely in her wares and um, well, it was one of the most, <laughs> she, she would have to admit to Nico that it was the most erotic moment of her life uh-huh. and she could not admit those things. It was like, it was one of the most affair, erotic moments in television to be perfectly without honest. penetration, almost like I don't need it to be happy. Well, how about that? Right? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Uh, oh my God. And so we have this other trailer, which is the final trailer. Uh, I think this, yeah, this was a, an American release. I just, uh, like BBC, like this is where your show lives, and you can't even see it until like maybe the summertime. That's rude. <laughs> BBC, y'all fucked up. Y'all really got that fucked up energy. So this is the hospital, and look at this brilliant scene. She's like, ew, ew. <laughs> okay, the Crocs. Oh, it's worse than that. And the squeaking noise it makes when she like when she has to put her foot inside. I think she's her like, putting on those Crocs this. is the worst thing she's ever done. Yes, like of I all agree. the things, it's worse than being stabbed by Eve. Yes, I it's agree. so bad. You know, we got Eve back at the chair. <laughs> Yo, Kenny's like, you did so, what? Wait, you so stabbed the hell? So he told her. So who did she tell over the phone? I that think she it's still Kenny. Her? I think it's still Kenny. I think. I mean, because I don't. Kenny looked really shocked there. Like, well, that's really. probably look. The only other person I could perceive her telling is is Nico. Like or I do not Elena. think. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if it's Elena either because I've read some article. I have to find it that was saying that Eve. They were talking about the the two episodes that have been released to press, and they were saying that she doesn't tell anyone. I'm pretty sure they doesn't tell anyone but Kenny. So either she's mm. calling Kenny that first time and then re trying to trying to give him the details, or someone completely unconnected. I, Nico's like again. There's no. There's no. I'll take that back. She's not telling Nico nothing. Yeah, not Nico. But I don't believe it's Carolyn. And I don't think it's Elena either because I just don't. But in this trailer, we get confirmation that she does at the very least tell Kenny for sure, for sure. And Kenny's like, what the fuck? So then maybe she's not talking to a person when she's bloody in front of the couple. Maybe she calls Oh, maybe she's leaving like, a voicemail? Yeah, maybe oh, okay. to like, right, right, maybe right, like right. Bill's voicemail. Like, okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. That scene where she's like... You know, she's telling Eve she has to find someone else in that hallway scene again with the SWAT. With that, with the, with Carolyn, like, take that oh, yeah, she's up like, your face. Eve, take it off. <laughs> now, you know, okay, so what do we think she just told Eve? She probably just told that bitch, so, um, Villanelle's alive, and we need you to find her because you're the only one that can, obviously. And, and she and probably, be- no, wait, she probably didn't, like, outwardly express the thing. I think she just kept a very calm manner. Yeah, was but like, Eve can't what? be calm. Like, the smugness, like, we, we have, it's a callback to what Villanelle said in episode five, where she's like, you really are proud of yourself, aren't you? Because when Eve is proud of herself, when she's done something good, you, she can't hide it. She's right. like, no, I'm awesome. And yes, I did do this. And so I feel like that's that, where Carolyn obviously gets to a place where she's like, you've been fired, but we're going to bring you back because we need you. And she just. I feel like Carolyn has had many moments in her career where she was fired and then unfired, like immediately where it was like. Yeah, I guess because Karen, <laughs> Carolyn's a legend. She got that big dick energy, so. And she's like, look, just because this is happening and you're Sometimes helping to save the world, you're not, you're not me. Oh, yes. 
I'm ready. Give it all to me. So that's it was that one that trailer was a little bit more like um comical, upbeat. And it's interesting to see the cuts they do, like from country to country, because it's like, why didn't we deserve the little bit of like, oh, what's happening, shady, erotic trailer that the French got? But we got to get the the <laughs> yuck trailer in America. Right, because like, it's like, fuck? well, Americans, this is what they like about the show or something. That's a lie. I but... mean, I agree. <laughs> I guess. I guess we can go with that. So those trailers are pretty fucking exciting, you guys. And being one week away is just like, oh, my gosh. And I actually want to highlight, too, a little note that Sandra O oh said in her interview, which I just think is poignant. It's related to, like, the content of this show and what we discuss about it where she talks about you know how she's gonna be wow it's gone too well that's um, terrible you're snatching that's all it. of the things I don't that think we it's love fair. I don't think it's fair we do research so that we can come on this show and talk about all of the fun things and then these sites get pulled right before we go to air yeah it's an it's it's, it's rude. frustrating and rude and I'm just saying BBC if you don't want people like if you like just want to have control of your media just make sure it's all up there like don't don't delete the files of the kids who are just trying to answer the the demand that people like us have for all we the are media hungry surrounding for killing more eve. killing eve that's what we are don't deny us what we deserve but basically it was a clip of sandra O oh talking about how you know what's going to happen in season two and how many things are going to be challenged including her sexuality which i was like what does that mean what does it mean your sexuality challenge more than it's already more than that's what's happened. So is that like a, is that like a sex scene? Like, what is that? Is that a, is that a kiss? Like, what do they mean when she says it challenged my sexuality? How could we be more challenged than last season, which was pretty challenging. There was a lot of, there was a lot of challenge. So if we're being more challenging and what do you think? Are we placing bets on a kiss and or sex scene in killing you season two? What do you think? What are the likelihoods? Do you see this in the future? I think if they end up in the same room at the same time and they're uninterrupted by like a penis that they'll have a great time together and no one will have to die. I think as soon as an Is that extra a yes person- or no, Terrence? You got to take a, you got to play some All right. Here. So the whole season, yes, they're going to kiss. <laughs> okay. The Do you think season? they will schmang? They deserve to schmang, but will they? They may but do it. I think they're going to make us wait for it. They may not give this, us that until season three. This is me speaking season three into existence, but we may have to wait until season three. Um, them almost getting off, but not quite getting off in season one. Right. That was, that lets me know that they both really, really want each other. Well, especially company. after, after the latest events, Villanelle is going to be really <laughs> just for clumped. And then I don't know. Um, in the rush to get uh, Eve to her O. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she'll be okay. Like, because, I mean, it's going to be one of her first. And True. then. Oh, yo. And then oh remember, that poor, remember that poor boy. Oh, my God. The poor boy. He was like, wait, no. Um. <laughs> I can't. This reminds me of like Six Feet Under, that old HBO show where there was a character, Claire. And she like, she makes it to college. And she's having these discussions. And not, not ironically it's involving like her storyline where she's like exploring her sexuality in the show but she is having a conversation with her friends and they're talking about orgasms and she's like well yeah i've totally like have one they're like wait a minute if you're confused about whether or not you had an orgasm you definitely have not it's not happened 
That's... And she was like, that's impossible. I've not gone all my life and gone through this many years of college to not have an O. And they were like, well, girl, mm-mm. sorry to say it. And so imagine Sandra O, if this is her life, because. And Nico is that. That's four thing. decades of yeah, no Yeah, no, no, no O's. That's not right. And she's had no affairs, not even with Bill, because they crossed that. Like she didn't even she didn't even fuck Bill, and at least she, Bill she, had an exciting past. Like Bill probably knew what to do. Knows she how to picked grind the, the wrong time to ask Bill if he ever fancied her because Villanelle was listening, and she was like, she oh, was like, oh, fancy no. this nope. dick chop that's about to happen. <laughs> no, absolutely no. Wow, wow, wow. And so yeah, guys. Um, well, so we can't play that clip, but trust us, it was juicy it was like oh sexuality oh i'm clocking this sandra oh what the fuck do you mean i have to look into why they choose to not let shows air at the same time that's i mean maybe it has to do i mean i'm sure it has to do with lots of things like schedules and licensing like i'm sure everybody's gonna find out about like winterfell at the same time like i'm pretty sure (laughs) that's that hbo energy though i don't but also hbo is an american company so they might i mean it's 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 probably at their discretion especially with the app where they want to release things first and it's in their best interest actually for the show to release it all at the same time but i don't know how the bbc works i don't watch enough bbc shows yeah but i do know that you know killing eve is like their best original shit since orphan black which is about sounds about right yeah that's that's about as accurate as it gets so what have you learned about your winning formula bbc america you bitches let, you let women flex let and them then flex, people let them do stuff maybe murder support too, them? possibly i just we Just like lady murderers. Right. That's a thing. Like, we're into it. I actually wanted to highlight, where was that article? I was reading, well, I showed you that article that was kind of weird. That was about Jodie Comer. Um, but it also had some nice little tidbits about what to expect from the show or how Villanelle is feeling in her state of mind. And, well, actually, before Let's that, see. I want to highlight something Jodie Comer said that Phoebe her and Phoebe were discussing her and Phoebe said in relation to that infamous scene in episode five where Eve is in her mm-hmm. wares and in her perfume mm-hmm. and wilding out and um in the article they're like Eve runs every runs her hands over every item she tries on the clothes she sprays the perfume she gazes at herself in the mirror seeing herself as the object of Villanelle's desire quote and this is Jody Phoebe was like what's better than someone knowing what looks fucking perfect on you Comer explains Someone picking out something rich, expensive, exquisite, and perfect for your body and then handing it over to you and you put it on and it's just like, fuck. She groans and takes a big gulp before martini, which this article says was her first martini ever, which, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but that's, um, that's accurate. That's what we said. That's, that's, that's the kind of energy that Sandra O's dealing with is that Jody, or rather Villanelle, is giving her these amazing outfits that just make her body look like look in ways that she didn't think was possible or just forgot was possible. And then she's back. She's back in, in England in that frumpy blue dress with the frills, literal, actual frills on the dress. Nico, Nico, Nico. At the very least, he could have gone shopping and been like, wow, if I'm trying to keep my, my bitch, I, maybe I should maybe I should go to a store and ask or, someone or for their Shane, opinion. Like, or... hey, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to buy something. You know, my, my wife's been getting all these gifts from people who aren't me. And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that I'm still in there. <laughs> uh, as a competitive option yeah but just, no that's that's not what happens when you find yourself having to ask other people how to well i don't know satisfy your wife it's like well uh, whoa uh-oh why, like why why don't you know this by now sir that's <laughs> i mean that's just <clears throat> i don't i can't and actually, I learned another interesting fact um, about Jody's 
filming of the scene in the pink dress, pink tool dress, where she's talking to the therapist and how it added to her expression of that scene is that around that time that was happening, her grandmother had just died. Wow. And she talked about how just sort of she was feeling a bit detached, a little separate from reality, which for anyone who's lost a loved one recently, you kind of know that's how it goes. You just feel apart from time, apart from the reality that's happening around you. And she said that helped her get to a closer place to play Villanelle and sort of be more in her shoes, which I think is interesting. And one of those examples of like fiction and reality, just like blending together in this interesting artistic way that results in a fantastic scene for us. Uh, Yeah. What a trooper. There's this other little bit from the daily dot where they're talking about what's happening in season two. And they note Villanelle has changed too. She's empathetic in a way we've never saw in season one. And although Eve's attack might have felt like a betrayal at first, it gives Villanelle a greater understanding of the woman who's captivated her mind and sexual fantasies. Quote, I know her better now, Villanelle tells another character. I know her better than anyone, better than she knows herself. What? (laughs) What? What? That's... What? Really? Wow. How do you really, Villanelle? We we jump to these conclusions <laughs> pretty you... fucking fast. How do you what? How do you get um... there? That's no. That I don't. What? Yeah. So without saying too much, this article and I I didn't bother with the other paragraphs, but these are the two I saved. And it's like, despite what happened in Paris, both Eve and Villanelle remain drawn to one another. Neither of them will say much about what happened in Paris. Eve only reveals the truth to one person, which is why I thought it was Kenny, preferring to keep others out of the loop through bold-faced lies and other diversions. They're highly protective of one another. And it's like, well, yes. And so that means that Eve will continue her lies. Like she's been lying this entire time. And actually what's interesting about Eve versus Villanelle is that like what we've said before like she plays at having this morality but really her morality has been on a slippery slope from episode one when Mm -hmm. she was bending rules about talking to the witness where she's like I could follow the rules but also I'm just gonna lie because this is what I want and I've justified this and so it's okay because I need it it's like oh she only speaks Polish oh let me just hit the record (laughs) button on my phone and if if Dom is Nico's student how much worse is that how much more of a violation oh Eve She's like, oh, I have this Eve, work Eve, thing Eve. that's on my phone. Do you think you could translate it? <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Was this an oh, unsanctioned gosh. interrogation of a witness no. that is now dead? And then wait, and then he was in the hospital too when everyone, everyone around him was dead. Good, good gosh. Oh, he went to the store. He went and got some nachos or something. And that's it's untrue. We also get some tidbits from TV Guide magazine, which had a an article you guys can check out. In that there's stuff that they say there is some some words from Eve where she basically talks about, well, what happened at the end of season one, but also that she is, you know, suspicious about Carolyn, which thank you for confirming that. Uh, because yeah. you ought to be. You, you ought to be pretty <laughs> goddamn were suspicious. In a room. I saw it on the CCTV footage. You were with my girlfriend. Yeah. You kept that from me. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> And the quote basically she has here is, I know what I think about Carolyn. Um, Actually, no, that's Fiona Shaw. She's saying she knows what she thinks about Carolyn, which means she has theories 
uh, <laughs> about her being, but she's keeping her cards close to her, her chest, she says. And I think that's because Carolyn's on the take. Carolyn's in the 12. Carolyn's leader of the 12. I would love to see her as the leader of the 12. I love how we've progressed from like a couple episodes ago. We're like, I don't know. Is Carolyn in the 12 too? Carolyn's definitely in the 12. <laughs> we want her in the 12. We need her in the 12. It would just be so exciting. Or, or at least give us a backstory, more of it. Because we're getting tidbits of the things yeah, Carolyn used stuff. to do. I want these stuff. movies. Like, she deserves a series. A side series? A yes. prequel? Yes. Spartacus uh, did it. Like, we'll take it. We'll uh, watch please it. Please and thank you. We will watch it. I just want you to know, we will fucking watch I it. I definitely watch it. I also enjoyed uh, a, uh, a quote from Emerald Fresnel, who has taken over for the show, who says, we don't quite know who the cat or mouse is anymore, and neither do they. That's delicious. Who's chasing who? Who's the prey? Who's the predator? Are they both prey, both predator? That's fun. I think that the 12 are the predator. Oh, to them both? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, well, she's getting a little too close to the truth, not believing our lies that we're telling her. True. And she doesn't think that we're, that, that we know that she's lying to us. So I think that's just going to be like, well, we just got to get rid of you. Yes. So I guess before we get into the episode, I'll finish with what this article closes out to say. And it's like, uh, part of the way. Oh, wait, I'm not going to read that because that's boring. It says one thing Eve has found is a is a rabid. And they're talking about the show and primarily female audience. Duh, that's that should be that is known. That is what is known. <laughs> Audience, which grew nearly every week in season one, quote, people keep coming up to me going, say that line again, says Shaw. For her part, Fennell credits the show's clear-eyed depiction of women saying, it feels real to me. And yes, they do. They are women I recognize, good at their jobs, not sitting around weeping over men. Oh my God, if I could just <laughs> get back all the hours I've watched of women weeping over men, <sighs> I would probably live an extra five to 10 years. Um. Weeping over men, as we've seen for decades, literal decades, I would say actually for now, since the start. Yes. Since, of the since moving the picture. Actually, right, yes. Right. No, really. You could go to the we Museum had more women of Modern Images. But men have been doing this fuck shit the entire time. Yeah. And so that's accurate. And it ends saying, we'll soon learn there's new female, which we covered last episode, but hey, this is exciting. There's a new female assassin in town. That development is going to test Eve to see if she's really a specialist in catching women who make their living killing people or just one woman in particular. It also might make her original quarry a tad insecure. We, we are hoping, we are praying, we are putting <laughs> up all the salts to get it. What does Villanelle do when Eve turns her gaze to someone else? Teases executive producer Sally Woodward Gentle. We kind of don't want to think about it, but we can't stop either, says Fennell. We don't know who the cat or the mouse is anymore, neither do they. And that's how it well, ends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You already know how we feel about it. We're hoping that's just the Villanelle and Eve team up against this new third villain. I mean, they could go the three-way route. They are all women. So <laughs> she has a lot of backup work to do to get into both of their hearts. Because even Villanelle, you You're can't like, get more close to that. Energy. You're like, that's yeah. what I need. So, yeah, you guys, lots of fucking news, but we're we're about to hop into the final episode of season one, the season finale, the the thing that yeah. leads to the thing of the thing. And um, let's just hop the fuck right into it and we will be back. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh and we're back 
Um, wow. 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 Hanging. So. So. <laughs> uh, I also just had some coffee, you guys. Um, so the excitement is on a level yeah, that is not like, uh, probably safe. Things so, definitely happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, guys. Wow. 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 What a way to close out the episode. So episode eight entitled, God, I'm tired. Ugh. Tired of what? Who's tired well, of what? Exactly. Tired of fighting? Tired well, of no orgasms for Eve? I mean, I hope. Justice for Eve. Tired of the bullshit? She deserves her O. Tired of heterosexuality? She can have a sitting O or a standing <laughs> O. She deserves her O. Tired of the nonsense? Tired you know, of- based off like the way the episode began, I would have thought the got him tired was Villanelle being tired of this girl. <laughs> 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 because, I mean, she's got a gun to her head telling her to stop yelling. They're yelling up she the got road. a CT, like we said, baby CT, because she got Ugh. whacked in the head with that log. And yelling can't be good for a CT. Oh, <laughs> everything's, her head is vibrating right now. Like, I mean, the fact that she's even, that she's not just killing people at random is her holding it together because Why I expected people to go down like Anton, just in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, you're dead. I'm now. just Fuck in it. the mood. Right. I'm in the mood. Yeah. So Villanelle's a lot nicer than people try to make her out to be because... A different type of assassin would have just had some incidental kills in this episode, given all that's gone wrong. And mail someone a finger. Yeah, just cut off a fucking finger real quick and be like, whatever. That made me feel good. She's not Dexter, is what I'm saying. Like, she's, she's I'm, billing out. I'm wondering if it would have been different had it been a son versus a daughter. Well, the patriarchy would totally make it different, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, gender is a construct, and as long as we are in this constructed reality of the patriarchy and sexism running amok, um, it kind of dictates like the socialization that people have. I mean, maybe you get lucky with some awesome parents who just are like fuck the system, but more than likely, you're in the system. You are part of the system. You're indoctrinated whether you like it or not, and then when you get of age to figure it out, you work against the programming of the system. Yeah, if you're lucky. I'm feeling profound like Carolyn right now. No, but I mean, that's a great way to grow up. I mean, in The Simpsons, that's how Ned Flanders grew up. But, you know, he also grew up to be Ned Flanders. (laughs) So it didn't really work for him. Didn't work out for him. Totally. Gosh. So how does the fuck does this episode open up? Actually, It's yelling up the road. You're right. (laughs) Lots of yelling. And she's trying to figure out what's going on. Well, where's my mom? Why you didn't take her? Because she's too heavy. (laughs) She's like, she's too big. I can't. And are you going to kill me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, please stop yelling. Why are you yelling? And we don't need to point out she Food. was threatening Villanelle. <laughs> she was like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you so hard. My in the father face. will kill you in the face. I'll stab out your guts. I'll disembowel you, bitch. And Villanelle's like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I'm hungry. Hangry? She's like, both. Uh, oh, <laughs> like, okay. She's like, I, I can it. relate. Yeah. I can relate. Well, because Villanelle eats a lot in the show purposefully. And I think there's a number of wonderful reasons for that. Probably just to one to go against the trope of women don't eat on screen because just fragile little empty hollow things that survive on oxygen and male gazes. But in this, like we see Villanelle eats and she should like she burns a lot of calories. And so when you burn a lot of calories, you're hungrier more often. You snack a lot during the day. Like I'm not a big meal eater, but I'm a snacker. Like, you know, just give me my nuts and my little fruits and things throughout the day and I'm good. And that's kind of like Villanelle. And 
you know, she's she ice she figures out that this girl wants food and she's like, Okay, well let's go let's let's go get some food. Hitchhike and she tells the girl to hitchhike <laughs> and look, look vulnerable. vulnerable. <laughs> she's like, I am so like vulnerable. I am vulnerable. Like, this is real life. I'm you're kidnapping me right now and I'm a minor. And um after that we go real quick to Kenny and Eve at uh Carolyn's place, her hotel. And, you know, Eve is real pressed about going to see Carolyn because of what they saw in the video last episode of her going to see Villanelle. And, you know, Eve is pressed. She is tight. She's upset. She's jealous. She's all those things. And Kenny is appropriately like, look, I don't know. Like, maybe you need to relax. I mean, (laughs) what I love about this interaction is it's Kenny poking fun at Eve again with these uh, not so subtle hints at, you know, the relationship he's noticing that seems to be a little unhealthy that he has and he's like you know um issues with like your girlfriend and you know this jealousy and he's like what about nico (laughs) yeah i hope these pet names he's 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 like giving bestowing onto to even villanelle continue to evolve in season two till we get all the way to murder wives where he's like what are you murder wife bitches up to today eve (laughs) what the fuck is going on and, you know, much like a dog with a bone, he <laughs> totally just downplays everything Kenny's saying and, you know, decides to head over to the front desk and pretends to be Carolyn. Pretends to be a dick swab. <laughs> well, she just pretends to be an asshole. Give me the key, motherfucker. And she notes about how efficient life can be when you're just rude and people assume that people with privilege are always rude. And so if someone's that rude to you, they're probably with the ability to enforce yeah, it's their like, attitude. Uh, do you veto this and get a bad review or do you just kind of do what you're told? She didn't call anyone by, she didn't, no hello, no excuse me. It was you. I you. left my key in the room. My key. 107. Give now. Shit. <laughs> and dude was like, yeah, here. I don't even want this energy <laughs> to argue with you or right. ask you what's going on. Right. And they end up to her room and, you know, they open the door and fucking Constantine is there with a blow dryer in his hand. Yeah, what I think they it? first pan and they see the room. It's like, oh, God, like here's, there's a robbery. Who was using the blow dryer, Terrence? I don't. Why Which was, one why? of them requires right. a blow job? A blow job. Ooh. I mean, well, Freudian that's probably, slip. Hey, but Carolyn that, probably did that, too. Yep. But I'm just saying Carolyn's hair is too short to bother, really. And so is Constantine, who barely has any hair. Well, I keep feeling like he's comprising a role that he used to hold like 30 years ago. Oh, my and God. And they keep they, every woman talks about him. He's so like good he's, looking. This is what I'm saying. Like, I'm just thinking that we're off on the standard of beauty by like four months, <laughs> what, which what is which talk? is why that they wait four months for the show to come out, because they'll say, oh, here are the things the Americans missed. And it's like, well, did the Americans miss it? Did we? Did we miss it? <laughs> Well, okay, so he's holding the blow dryer. Maybe they're blow drying their hair. Maybe it was used in foreplay, post-play. We don't know. They're spies. They probably get into some and some so, interesting sex shenanigans. Yeah. Carolyn is coming out of the bathroom like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, Kenny, what the? Thought I sent y'all motherfuckers home. I, I'm pretty sure I told you to take your ass back to England. What happened to your hotel room? I'm like, God. She's like, this is just how it is. This is what I do on a day-to-day. And And, and somehow (laughs) the story is, it's Eve trying to pin the truth on to Carolyn because they never confronted her from being in that interrogation room. She's saying, Villanelle's in that prison. And then she's like, no, she's not. And Eve's like, yes, she is. But she doesn't get to say why she knows. Do we think this is like immediately after that, like they they were up all late? That's you know late the night before right Eve and had they no just voice. didn't sleep right because they they just were like it's morning let's go and they were kind of shocked to see you know Constantine there I don't think Eve could have slept on that information she there's no way 
Right. So not. then I'm thinking they both, yeah, hold high. They hold, it. yeah. They're yeah. just like, let's go to her room and see, either find her or look around yeah. and see what we can find out. And, you know, they find Constantine. And, you know, of course, Eve is being her customary, like, above your pay grade with the energy with which you talk to Carolyn. And so on the one hand, it's hilarious because I respect Eve's gully. But the other time it's like, girl, what are you like? Carolyn is like, she's Carolyn of MI6. Right, and you're right. in the room like, bitch, what you still doing here? What's up with your room? Why is Constantine here? What's going on? Like, you know what? And Carolyn's like, now you slow the fuck down for a second. I love her facial expression because she's like, what's going on here? Like, clearly no one is following my directions of what I said. And she's like, well, you know, because we know Villanelle's in the fucking jail. And Carolyn's like, no, she's not. And she's like, really? You liar. I know she's in the jail because I've seen the video. Constantine says, someone broke her out. Really? Yeah, someone? 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 Hashtag. <laughs> I'm not pointing any elbows. Right. But, you know, someone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been my friend Carolyn, but I, I, I don't know. And so it's pretty interesting that the minute we this is what we have to assume is that in between the time that he gives Villanelle the finger after clobbering her with the log, that he is headed directly to Carolyn. I don't believe for a second that he tried to find his wife or kid because presumably in a cupboard somewhere is maybe on that property because he had to take a boat. So maybe it's like some sort of island or whatever. Yeah. And so... They were probably still there. The wife is still locked up in a cupboard, but she just grabbed the little girl. And I mean, that's interesting. I mean, so Constantine, like, mm, I think you're full of shit. And that's him trying to save his life. Like, he's potentially telling that to Carolyn, like, oh, I need your help. Because that's what they say. Well, oh, his daughter was kidnapped by Villanelle and she's out to get him. And so I'm going to help him because I'm Carolyn. And it's like, yeah, but he's fucking lying, though. Yeah. And if he wanted to save his daughter, he could have by just surrendering his life. And Villanelle would have let that bitch walk. He was looking for the third way out. And he, that's him not being selfless. The Constantine way, yeah. I, Constantine is never selfless. I'm yeah. convinced he's not. it's not possible for him. Hmm. And so from there, we, we cut back to Villanelle and Adina, who is Constantine's daughter, who she has. And, you know, they're trying to get life sorted and see what they're going to do. Arena asks her if she's a pedophile, and Villanelle's like, no, that's just my ex. No, that's what you said in the scene. That's what you and Lance said. But, um, but I mean, it's the truth, man. Would it be like, like hephibophile or hebophile, how it's pronounced, when you're like into adolescence, like post-puberty or just at puberty, past puberty, adolescence? That's like the difference. Or Kelly like, file? Uh, oh something my God. like that. That's I mean, a, that's just, I'm an old man that loves all women. That, no, I mean, that's what no. That's what I mean. Burn them. Yeah, burn them. <laughs> Light them on fire. Um, so she's just excited because she's like, at least I'm not going to be sexually assaulted in your care. She uh, <laughs> she assumes. She's smart. Right. She's I'm true. just going to be safe. I like the little girl. And then, you know, uh, she asks if, you know, she knows how to speak languages. And she says, yes. Because, you know, my Slight father. Slight competition started right. in between them. It definitely did. This was this is the female version oh, of a dick measuring contest yes, because they say they they start a sentence or just something like the language is it's, everything yeah language, language is, is information or something like that and all information and is important information, some of that effect yeah and they're like oh constantine been given the same little anecdote is everything it's like god and then so she says something i guess maybe in like spanish or italian and then she answers and then she says something in mandarin and, and the girl does not girl respond quiet right yeah. she's like hmm. she's like finally something you don't know right 
Although we know that later she circles back around and is like, bitch, I got you. Right. <laughs> you don't know, though. You don't know. She pulled the, she pulled the Villanelle where she, she was did. like, you are so full of yourself. <laughs> yes, yes, Because you think yes. you have the upper hand and you don't. And what I loved about that scene was it made me think, harken back to uh, when Hannah was in the theaters which is about that show that's going to be on like Amazon Prime or whatever. It's like a young assassin <laughs> girl getting trained. And oh, she had a that's handler. the remake, right? Right. She had a handler who was like her father figure who made sure that she knew all of these languages so that she could blend wherever she needed to for her missions. Uh, so just to see that this girl who doesn't know if she's going to be good or bad yet, but has, it, you know, As long as she's skills. a misandrist, right. I'm behind her 100%. Right. And so, yes, so they, they have that little little communication about languages and she asks Villanelle, is her dad bad? And Villanelle's like, yeah. And she asks if it's hard to be bad and Villanelle's like, not if you practice. <laughs> and practice makes perfect. It's true. Mm. And from there, we're back at Eve and Carolyn and Constantine and Kenny and talking about his daughter being got by Villanelle and he makes a comment about how she's so annoying. And Eve is like, yeah, whatever, ho. We need to go back and see Anna because she's definitely going to go to Anna's. And I love that, like, Carolyn's face is basically like that soldier boy. Back? Gucci Mane. She's like, back! Back? Excuse me? To back. Back to see Anna? What is the, you? What you just said sounds as if you've already seen Anna. It seems as though you just did I, I never remember giving you any orders telling you to pursue the lead the non-lead that was Anna because learning who Villanelle was before she broke out of this prison mm -hmm, had mm -hmm. no bearing on whether or not Nadia could provide us with the information that we needed on the 12. No, that's so Carolyn slowly <laughs> processing. Carolyn slowly processing because we know at this point she already knows that they went to Vlad because she has spoken to she, Vlad. She hasn't dropped the bomb right, yet. She, she hasn't dropped it yet, but she already knows that they've been on some fuck shit. So she's like, wow, so this is, the, the, if the fuck shit did not end. So you are here spilling my beans to Vlad and and you're taking visits to suspects I said did not need to be visited at all, just on your own, um, just gumption. And Eve like waits two beats before she responds to Carolyn because she like gets on the phone because Carolyn's like, you saw Anna and she doesn't answer right away. She's like, after she starts dialing, she's like, yeah. And she's got <laughs> that attitude looking. It's like, girl, Eve, you got that Villanelle hubris going on right no, now, No, she's girl. like, allow me Zero to fucks. reintroduce myself because I <laughs> have been doing this since the beginning. My yeah, very first witness that I was not supposed to interrogate. I not only went and saw her, I also recorded the conversation. She was like, you forgot who the fuck I was, <laughs> right. Carolyn? You forgot why you fucking hired me? Respect Eve's go, please. And then who's on this phone? Oh, this was Elena, right? I know uh, that's um I don't was it she Elena? was or did it cut? No, I think she was trying to call Anna. Like she was trying to warn Anna to be like Villanelle's probably headed your way, especially because she knows what she didn't tell anyone else was that she took Villanelle's pocket money mm -hmm. and her passport. And so she didn't tell that to anyone. She's just like, I think she's going to go back and see Anna. But bitch, you know she's going to go back and see Anna because you found intel to suggest that she would go see Anna regardless of her feelings for her, but just to get she something she needed in a pinch. holding that close to her chest. She's not told anybody. She this. got all the secrets. No one. She's not told Kenny. She's not told anyone. It's just her little secret because then she would have to say that she left a note. <laughs> she, so, right. That she's playing games. So herself. is it at this point, is this when Carolyn's just pissed and she's like, Kenny, <laughs> go home. <laughs> no, no, no. That's before that happens. It's like, basically she's like, well, I got to go see Vlad. 
That's what oh. she says. And she's like, and Eve is going to go off to see Anna. And she's like, I can, do you have a car, Eve? And Constantine chimes in. He's like, I'll take her. And Carolyn's like, wait, what? And before she can even react to that weirdness, Eve is like, no, yeah, no, it's fine. No, it's he can fine. take he me. Can it's take great. Me. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. We can go. We, we need to talk. And they walk away from Carolyn. And she's got this look on her face like, I don't hmm. like, I don't, something, something is, <laughs> I feel like they, everyone's keeping secrets. They hated secrets. each other. They right. hated each other. What, why are they both so eager to go in the car together? Well, There's probably going to be shenanigans. Hmm. I feel bad for Carolyn because I'm pretty sure she tried to be all warm to Vlad and Vlad was like, <laughs> Vlad was even, like, yeah, before you even start. Right. Matter of fact, don't take your jacket off. I know what I said we was going to do, but that's a lie right. because I found out that the petroleum mm. info was given to you by Vladimir and you let me go down all these, not Vladimir, Constantine, and you let me go down all these years with people assuming I was the fucking snitch. Wait, so are you saying that I had information on... The petroleum that I use your aid to get this information. But you know what? Vlad's a dude. Is so this, he's probably right, more exactly. upset that she was fucking them both at the same time. That's probably what it was. He was like, I thought you were my honeypot and it was like an exclusive honeypot situation. But it turns out you were, you were dripping the your clue. honey. You were dripping <laughs> your honey into all kinds of trees and beehives. She was like, that's true. Give a little bit. You gotta this give a little a, bit. This ain't a fucking sing along. <laughs> You can't blame Carolyn when you got a badass bitch like that. Like, why should she? She been Limit loving it. the crew. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh, my God. So is this when? Oh, so uh, Villanelle does make it to Anna's and she decides to tell this young one here. Wait, wait. Did, do Edina. they get there first? No, they do. They do get. Wait. Are we? Do we see them in the car first? No, 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 no. no, no. no. We get to, we get to the apartment because before we see Eve and Constantine in the car, we see Edina um, being told by Villanelle to like play possum and just be like a little innocent little child. Uh huh. Because as you say, you feel That's like it's Anna's type. weakness. <laughs> no, I'm so upset. She disgusted was like, by it this, you guys. Must be my birthday. Oh God, just horrible, horrible. I mean, and she's like, oh well, come on in. I, I was just baking a cake. <laughs> it was absolutely outrageous. Oh, one of the saving graces of for me with this whole ten out ten is when uh, Villanelle lets herself in, and you see the power struggle between abductor and abductee because Anna's like, "Oh, but do you think that we should call your parents?" And Villanelle's like, "No, we don't need to call your parents." And she's <laughs> like, "No, that sounds like a good idea." And Villanelle's like, "Fuck you!" Like, how, how dare you? Yeah, Adina is precocious, and she kind of does what she wants a little bit. I like her energy. And Anna, I know you are often triggered by Anna every oh, time yeah. you see her face on the screen. Oh, yeah. And she's hella problematic, which is why I'm not upset that she does not make it through season one. By the time we get to the end of this season, she's been taking out the paint. Ugh. And I think that's probably for the best because Villanelle can now truly move on with her life and her new obsession with Eve. Yes. And so uh, while they're being distracted, she kind of peels herself into her private quarters. She's snooping around. What she's doing, she's looking for the package that she mailed over because she's like, mm -hmm. I know that this package is here somewhere. She did not throw it out. So it's here. It's somewhere. No, she sacred. kept it. She definitely didn't throw it out. And she eventually finds what she's looking for under the bed. And, you know, she goes rooting around in those pockets and seams. And she's like, this is this feels a little Flat. too light. A little right. too light. Something's wrong. She pulls out a fucking note and she's like, wow. It, it says, says, sorry, baby. Sorry, baby. So sorry, she, baby. from reading that note, this is what's so delicious. <laughs> from reading this note, she knew one, that Eve Palastri has been here. Two, Eve mm. Palastri has gotten her, her shit. She got her shit. She got, her, she got you. She got you. You can't leave. And so she's like, um, oh, so everybody's in cahoots together. You, you over here, friends with my. 
my abuser? Like, she's trying to figure out the levels of Eve's psychosis. She wants to know, has Eve been playing me as simple you know this whole time? Like, at this point, know. she thinks that Eve's some mastermind now. Is she a mastermind or did she just get the step ahead and she's being cheeky because Eve has been playing games like she's not like she does not have the capacity for cheekiness like Villanelle, who right. part of her charm is that from Jump Street, she's funny and she's a bit lighthearted in situations where you're like, this is not even a lighthearted situation. And for the first time, we see Eve indulging in the same petty fairs that she is, mm-hmm. where she's like, mm-hmm. I could be an adult about this. I could just find another adult way to take your stuff or make it seem like this is an eventuality. But instead, I'm leaving a note. XO, you know, right. just like you left me. Right. Before, because I want to be petty too. But I want to indulge. The in difference this between hysteria. us, however, is when I wrote the note, all I did was take your petty cash and passport. When you wrote the note, you killed my partner. You killed my bestie. She's like, but is it? Is it really that different? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what Villanelle is saying, and we only get to see that look on her face, which is like some sort of awesome combination of, of anger and impatience, but also admiration, because she's like, well, bitch. And then at that <laughs> precise moment... Anna's like, uh, Oksana? Oksana. Oksana, is that you? Oksana. Oksana, your face. And of course, she's like, <laughs> bitch, you had one job, Adina. One job. And that was to keep her away from this room. Uh, Thank you so much. Sorry. She's like, uh, so sorry. She's like, sorry, not sorry. And then she pulls the gun on Anna. And she's like, oh, so does this mean I should leave you two alone? And she's like, no, you stay right there. And she's like, but, but let me tend to your wounds on your face. And... Well, that's after that's after where she's like, first, she's like, where's my shit? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, where's Eve? What's her number? Um, What is how do I get in contact with her? Okay, I have her number. She just came to talk with me about some stuff. And then she's like, but wait, before we get into that, look at your little boo boo. Let me fix your boo boo. And the little girl's like, yes, your face looks like roadkill. (laughs) I mean, and Villanelle's like, yeah, it does sting a little because you know what hers. She hasn't stopped. She hasn't even taken a Tylenol. And then she starts doing that programming thing where she's like, yes, let me help you. She reaches out and lowers the hand that has the gun to her face. Uh, You're forgetting the fact that she called her darling. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of pieces. This is what I'm saying. She's like activating the programming. Like you have to be a certain type of person to be able to have that kind of sway over someone else. You're not like a licensed negotiator for the, you know, uh, British PD. You know, you're not. Well, I think that also shows too that she, she didn't have any real reason to fear Villanelle because if Villanelle just wanted to kill her and you know take her stuff because Villanelle doesn't actually care about the real police then she could have done that easily Mm. just just oh I'm in the apartment I'm shooting you I'm taking my things but she went through the extra step of trying to hide because she just wanted to leave undisrupted and let her get back to her life and so I feel like Anna has to know this I mean we know she's not telling the full truth about how this relationship evolved but there was definitely mutual concern oh, we on know. both sides. There and was a- she showed it because, darling, you were yeah. just lying to Eve about some shit, but you out here caressing a cheek once. You were like, oh, it's been years. She said, and- be careful, Eve. Come You're on. her type. Did you guys ever have sex? No. And there's lavish. But here, there's so much affection being shown even That's to the point where even uh, Constantine's daughter's like, uh, did you two used to uh, schmank? <laughs> well, yes, but that's after they... They have a little bit of uh, witty banter back and forth. And actually, you we skip ahead. We pass the scene where um, after we deal with like Anna being like, oh, let me let me just help you. And we cut away from there. We go back to, I believe, Kenny looking back um, and seeing he's at the, the, the spot and he notices he's watching the CCTV oh, and he yes. notices that a guard picks up 
the note that Nadia pushed under the door. And that's what I was saying to you. Like, we see it. I guess this is a little bit of addressing that you said because they don't say anything. The episode ends and we don't know what happened of that note, what became of the note, who got the note. Did Vlad get the note? Did Carolyn get the note? Eve definitely didn't get the note because if she did, we would know. And so, so then- clearly someone got the note. And also, what did it say? Mm-hmm. What was in the note? So- what was divulged? All we know is that a guard got it. Yes. And so that means that it is either in the possession of Vlad, who is the top of Russian intelligence. I do not think Constantine got that note back. No Oh, way. no, no, no. So it's either Vlad or China. Carolyn <laughs> or a third integer, possibly, that we do not know yet. And so, yeah, so we see that little thing happen. And then... Um, I think now that you mentioned Back to it, even Constantine in the car. That note is how we activate the third killer. What? That but note, why? But why would the note activate the third killer when it was her trying to get to Eve and tell Eve no, some stuff? Yes, but tell Eve about the twelve more than likely. Okay, but it's then is a, it does it activate the third killer for Eve or for Villanelle or for unknown parties? Because it's like, why does the third killer come in? Either the third killer comes in because she's taking Villanelle's place initially, yes. because Villanelle's out of source and she's yes. just not available. Yes, but then. What would that have to do with the note? That's different because if she's trying to say, Eve, I have all this information, go here. It seems more like that Carolyn would intercept it because Eve is her charge. And the guards would be like, if, if it gets to anyone, the guards are like, hey, we got this note. It's addressed to Eve. She'd be like, that's just addressed to me, actually. <laughs> it's addressed to Carolyn <laughs> Martins. Yes. Excellent. I'll decide whether or not I want to show that. Takes out a lighter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pulls up the letter. So I don't know. And there was definitely nothing we saw when she was writing to indicate what she was saying in that letter. Well, it was just like to Eve. Ultimately, what I'm trying to figure out is if the true target of Villanelle's most recent job was actually sent from the 12. Because it could have been a plant job. It could have been Carolyn burning her sources. Or if it was real, then it's going to be, we can't find Villanelle. I guess she was too close to her target. So we're going to give you her target and you will get her pay if you succeed. You mean Constantine? Job. Yes. Well, I it just seems un. I mean, I guess it like, could I don't be get a fake why the ringer, but the, it was a postcard. So right. that's why it's like I don't know if if it was a real job from the twelve, then they'll need someone to actually do it. If they can't find Villanelle, that's when you activate. Well, that's if Constantine is confirmed not dead. So wherever if, but if Constantine's not dead, then Constantine isn't in. He's not in in Paris anymore or in Russia or in any place because he would have been carted off by Carolyn and MI6 oh, to some yeah. other thing. She could have given so they him can't a new get life. to Constantine. Right. So if the if the new killer's coming in, it can't be to get to Constantine because Carolyn's not a she's not a rookie. Constantine's away. True. He's hidden. Just like she yeah, said to Eve. She was yeah. like Constantine and she was like, he's gone. Because <laughs> well, she's already spinning the story. Yeah. <laughs> like that was that leave. Fucking shit. Fucking she didn't give a damn. <sighs> um let's see, Kenny CCTV footage. Oh then we're back to show. Eve and Constantine in the car and um, Eve is doing well. He's grilling. She's grilling Constantine a little bit, yes. and she's she's doing the fidgety hand thing with the handle that Villanelle did like a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago. That Constantine was similarly annoyed at. And he was like, "Could you just stop?" And he says that same shit to Eve. She's like, "Just stop it." And she's like, "Yeah, but I don't trust mm-hmm. you, and I'm fidgety." <laughs> and then she also says, "Look, um, I haven't even told you where we're going, but yet you're going the right way. So do you want to?" Tell me why you know where Anna lives. And then he's like, if I, if I tell you. <laughs> I have to kill you. <laughs> I can't. And Eve is like, whatever. I know that you're so full of shit. It's ridiculous. And then we're back to Anna and Villanelle. And, you know, they're talking, shooting the shit about the past, like some reverie. And Villanelle comments about how the house looks the same. And that 
you know, even the couch and mentions that they probably had their best sex on the couch. And bada bing, bada boom. There we have confirmation for Eve. Things we already knew, mm-hmm. things that didn't need to be confirmed that Villanelle and Anna were schmanging, mm-hmm. underage schmanging. And well, and I don't know. At this the, point, I've always been disgusted, but like, ugh, whatever. At that moment, Adina was disgusted because she was yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> Lovers, uh, yeah. lovers quarrel. No, thank you. And I, I don't know if she went to go get a, a needle and spool or a bandage from the, the cupboard. But she opens it up and pulls out a gun and is like, "Oh, you're you're a big shot now." And then uh, she's like, "Well, you run away, little girl." She's like, "No, no, you should stay because you know this. She's not strong enough to pull the trigger." So this would that's be good after to, this that's, is a good learning. Uh, what's your name? Um, Adina asked if they well if they love each other and. Villanelle's notes that like she's like not anymore yes not uh, anymore. maybe once but not not on this day and yeah that's really and then um back in the car with Eve and Constantine are we yeah I feel like because he goes out to pee eventually he's like I gotta I gotta let it loose yeah, but is I that before or after Anna dies uh that's the part where I'm just like where because during the tete-a-tete because Villanelle gets into Anna's head to the point where she can pull out. Well, her she gets gun. the number. She gets the number from from Anna to call Eve. Yeah, I feel like Anna dies after the call. But let me let me process it in my head. No, because I feel like it's 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 it has to be after because. That we go back to Constantine and, and Eve, yes, and they're talking again about like you know Villanelle, or rather uh, Constantine's trying to press Eve about yeah. Villanelle's information. He's like, oh, so she came to your house, like you guys had dinner. What's up with that? And Eve was like, yeah, yeah, like I know her so well, and you know, and he's like, well, okay, we just need to give her what she wants. And, and he was like, like me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, me. He's like, no. she's like, oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, you, yeah, you. He's like, you know, she has my daughter. She's trying to kill like, me. Oh right, right. Oh I'm yeah, so sure, <laughs> of course. I forgot, you know. That's relevant too. And then we're back to Villanelle and the child. Oh, but you know what? Actually, I think because the scene after that is Villanelle and the child and she's looking sad that actually the scene where where Anna offs herself is just prior to that last interaction with Eve and Constantine where she after she pulls out the gun, like you say, and you know, Villanelle's like, What are you gonna do with that? And then they talk about the seduction game. Yeah. After the little girl's like, Hey, like, what's going on here? And I'm like, Oh, she seduced me. And they both say it at the same time. It. Yeah. Which why does Anna look shocked? Like, how does a child seduce you though? Like, how does that work? That's what I'm how trying to it... figure out. Like, I don't accidentally have sex with the minor. Like, it, there's a lot of planning involved. And the thing yeah. is, we went back or and I took those screenshots of uh her case file that was in season oh, yeah. or episode five. And you know, just looking at just what she what she did and what she was arrested for. And we don't really know. Like, they don't specify what age she was. Because that's what I was trying to deduce. I was trying to figure out how old was she when she was with Anna. And the prison file just basically says she was born. She's a December baby. Born on December 3rd, 1993. And that she was placed in a juvenile delinquent center from 2001 to 2006 and arrested as an adult from 2011 to 2014. So clearly in between 2007 and 2010, she was together with Anna because they say that she was in a delinquent center between the years of 2001 and 2006 and that she was arrested as an adult and incarcerated between 2011 and 2014. So... That means that's the window of time with her to be in a relationship with Anna is for those three years. 
in the late decade of the 2000s. So we're talking like 14, 14 to 16 as an yeah. as an age somewhere age range. Definitely there somewhere cuz that's all again she's supposedly being there for her when nobody the system everybody looked at, looked down on her and I turned guess. their back on her. I just I hate that she's still could be statutory. Taken. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> cool story, still rape. Yeah, like whatever. Is it legally rape in Russia? Statutory? Do we know what the age of consent is in Russia? Should we Google it? What's the legal age in Russia? When are you legal? Uh, whenever the person you're sleeping with says you're legal. Oh, that's. I know that it's a sad right. answer, but. Mm. Oh shit! Oh wait, that's not right. Okay, so I was, <laughs> I Googled it, and the first thing that pops up is um, Russian age of consent and statutory rape. And it says, individuals aged 15 or younger in Russia are not legally able to consent to sexual activity, and such activity may result in prosecution for statutory rape or the equivalent local law. Um, yep, so and like so that's, that's people under the age of 16. I don't know what that means. So, was, so then it was grooming until it was considered legal, and then it got sexual. Should we look at drinking age since that's different than like age of consent? Uh, let's see. Let's the see. drinking age in Russia is eighteen. Okay, so that's but it's I mean, hardly ever enforced. It says <laughs> I'm so sure. So let's go with fifteen to eighteen. She knew Anna because if that, if there's a three year period, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 fits from 2006 to 2010. Three to four, three to four year period max. She's hanging out with Anna, and that's when the seduction. And also, that's seduction. No, 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 no. I'm confused because, like we said, the power dynamics, what was happening there, it just doesn't make any sense. Like one person has a house, one person doesn't. One person is baking desserts, the other person is eating them. <laughs> True. One person saying, "I will never abandon you," and the other person is falling in love. So. <laughs> <sighs> No, but that's also accurate. So yeah, I just so, I can't. Yeah. I, I, I will. I won't. I can't feel bad for an Anna, and the fact that she definitely hit, thought she hit the jackpot I mean, I when Constantine's daughter walked in made it even no, like, worse. Please, that's please literally God. what I felt. Please God, I know that's what you felt because that's what you said aloud. But I was just like, please God, no, those those no. And so, yes, so Anna ends up dead because she pulls the gun on Villanelle, like we said, and Villanelle's like, "Girl, please," and she's like. I, you can't shoot me with that. You're not the type of person. And she's like, but I, I can shoot you. And why do you think Why do you think that Anna does not let Oksana shoot her, but she shoots herself before? I think she doesn't want Oksana to win. And so she's stealing a win from Oksana. That's but what But you I think, think it's a win for her, to, for her to shoot Anna? Well, she felt like she's been living and she's been living literally out of spite to have you her revenge yes uh, to have her revenge because when she said as soon as this package came in the mail i i knew that you would be back and that she was waiting for her chance to be able to do this she said this is a moment i've been dreaming about and she couldn't do it because she she's never practiced she hasn't gone to like a shooting range she hasn't gotten special training she just it's been like a fantasy that most like if it was villanelle's dreams it would have been something she would have like rubbed herself to on like random Tuesday. But like 
she's yeah she's yeah. remember how not to throw this terrible movie in remember street fighter when chung Li finally was like i finally made it to you and i i want to kill you <laughs> and then bison laughed in her face and was like to you that was the most important day of your life when i like killed your parents oh, yeah. but to me it was it was tuesday like she's like don't you know that you're you, you couldn't it's do anything i feel like well i i have multiple thoughts about it because on the one hand i do feel like obviously correctly so the relationship between anna and villanelle is incredibly toxic for the way that it started the way that it ended twice you know first with the knob slicing and now with anna's um and i'm suicide. pretty sure that anna no longer really finds villanelle appeasing or appealing i See, feel like i disagree with that i think that she's like eve but a different extent where eve could say object you know rationally I don't want to like Villanelle. I should not like Villanelle. Villanelle is bad. She's potentially <laughs> evil, like Anna called her, because she kills these people and she doesn't seem to care. But the reality is that she does like Villanelle. I mean, later on in the episode, we get to the scene where she has a perfect opportunity to shoot the bitch, and Villanelle's like, "What are you going to do with that? Of course you're not. You like me too much." And so I think that that's that's part of like her weird appeal as herself is that. For anyone else, maybe she's completely unlikable and it's easy to hate her. But because Villanelle is charming at the same time, she's an asshole. She's a charming asshole mm-hmm. that what are you going to do? Like Oksana, the person is someone that Anna was into. I mean, she said as much. They had a sexual relationship for however long until it became unsustainable because Oksana probably wanted Anna to herself mm-hmm. and yes. was trying to figure out why she was still with this man. And then she made that that one off comment that. You know, Villanelle took very literally and it went the way that it did. But I feel like especially because we get to Anna and she has all the letters. They're in a box. She hasn't thrown out the the jacket. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Even if you hate a person, if you're upset, if you're just like, oh, I want revenge. Who keeps these things so carefully and so nicely unless you pull them out at times and you probably hate yourself for doing it? I would think that Anna would hate herself for rereading those letters and potentially going to her bunk as she read the letters and was mm-hmm. like, oh, I hate myself. I'm having actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to shout out that angry masturbation sex- session in uh, Mulholland drive. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? When Naomi Watts, she should have got a fucking Oscar just for that masturbation session because that was like, I mean, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie and just in general, because at the time, and that's when I saw it, like, I don't even know. I lost count of how many times I went to the theater to see it when I was in school because I was just like, I need to figure this out. But that was the first time at the time I'd seen something that felt so vivid but authentic in a certain kind of way that here's this woman trying to get off. and But the reasons why she wants to get off anger her. But it doesn't stop the fact that she wants to get off. And so now you have this weird aggressive masturbation that's kind of like full of self-loathing. It's like hate sex, but with yourself. Like if your tweet, oops, strike goes over my head, but you're angry at yourself. Like that, that's what I feel like is happening with Anna, that she would love to make it all simple for her to be like, oh, I hate Oksana. Oksana's evil, just like I told her she was. And that's it. It's done. But it's not done. And Eve can tell when she's like, oh, how is she? And Eve is like, well, what the fuck do you care? Like she cut your husband's knob off. She's like, oh, I just, you know, I just want to put it all behind me. I want to forgive her. But that's not what happened. When Villanelle came to the door, there was no I forgive you. There was no I'm just trying to move on from me. It was just sort of like I see you here in front of me and I'm back to this position of confusing feelings that don't, don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Now, this, this, this may be a leap, but I wonder if Oksana 
or rather Oksana, Anna shoots herself because she can't bear the thought of the person she still loves killing her. Like it's almost preferable. Like it could be two ways that she doesn't, she can't deal with the fact that, that Villanelle could shoot her. And then also maybe she doesn't I want like her to, it. maybe she doesn't want to give her that, that, that burden because she actually does care about her. And she feels like despite her posturing, it would bother her at least a little bit to see me dead, which I think is potentially true because she does arena notes that she said and she's like okay i'm not gonna do this either as a last love attempt of like okay this situation can only end one way which is me dead because of what's happening so instead of making you do it i'll do it myself i don't know but that's what i was thinking because it just it feels like there's a lot of layers happening in that scene because there are the things on the surface that make sense but then you're like there's this other shit that's making it really complicated and the fact that villanelle looks a bit down for at least a couple scenes when we're sitting on the bench and the and arena comments she's like hey so maybe you're not a bad person after all and villanelle's like why do you say that she's like because you're sad and in my experience sad people they feel more and villanelle's like could you take your profound <laughs> bullshit elsewhere and just leave me the fuck alone okay let's just go steal more pockets no but i do like this i like yeah. how you poster I, I like how you uphold anna's idea and personality because I'm thinking of Anna as someone who does not want to have her life rearranged mm. by murder because she then loses her position where she's grooming all these beautiful girls. <laughs> and this is just, remember, this is my take on Anna and I, I see her as this monster. Your take on Anna is like Anna an agent to me is a monster. who trained Black Widow. And so, <laughs> and so Anna would love nothing more than to be killed by Villanelle, but she wants her to earn it or want it. And she's going to be like, this uh, killing me should be an honor for you because I helped make you who you are. <laughs> and <laughs> since you're not gonna be as appreciative of this kill as you should be, I'm going to steal it from you and just kill myself. Mm. That's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking of because she's not a noble, honorable person. And to who, me, Anna? She's, yeah, she's no, not. I don't honor, think she is. She, I don't think to me, she's, she's noble, not honorable. as damaged as she wants people to think she is. All oh, that, I think she oh, gotta but, be damaged. But my husband was murdered. And then, you know, what was me? And everyone's not looking at her. They're looking at what she's gone through. But isn't that kind of the artifice? her with kids' gloves. That's kind of the artifice. That's what I mean is that she's playing this role that she yes. played to Eve, but Eve, to her credit, saw right through it. Right. Because she's like, I'm playing this role. My life was ruined. Everything was destroyed because she killed my, my husband been and i freaked out when really your life was ruined because oksana left it and you can't you can't reconcile those two things that you're upset she killed your husband but you're also upset she's gone and that's just that's the complicated thing that that couldn't possibly fix itself and then she realizes you know oksana still exists in the world and she's like i can't even handle it and she hasn't come back to see me that's part of the jealousy too because she's yep. like she's alive and she has not been back to see me she's not sending any more letters what the fuck and so I'm sure Constantine got something to do with that. And they were initially trying to trying to bake a bitch off of Anna. I assume that that was part of it of like, you can't see her anymore. You can't talk to her. You can't send her more things until you're fully over this. But yeah, I don't know. That's my take because it's it's a it's a strange thing. And and even Villanelle seems a little taken aback when it happens. Like she's like, oh, that's I don't really have time to process why you've done this because I have things to do. But I'm I'm taken aback by it. And so interesting way for Anna's story to end, but the best way because I didn't, you know, she needed to die. And she, yeah, she couldn't live through that experience because, yeah, again, her life would be totally different. She would have been brought to justice. All of her secrets, right? Lived. All of her secrets talk because Eve would have been like, let's tell the truth, Anna, about your statutory rape and you losing your job right. here at this educative um, institution because you, it's not, you do not respect boundaries, but at the same time, neither does Eve. So that's pot calling the kettle. If she's going to talk about, where are your boundaries? Where are yours, Eve? <laughs> yeah.
to be sure. So is this where we pull over? Uh, Constantine has to take care of a little. I little believe business. so. Yes, yes, yes. He's out relieving himself, and you know, uh, fidgety Eve finds oh. her way back with. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I saw the gun in your glove department, and now I'm taking it out to pull it on you while you're trying to take a little piss. And um, she does a lot of keep your hands where they are. And he's it's like, probably the first knob she's seen all mm-hmm. season that wasn't chopped off. Right. And, and because then, uh, she technically saw Frank's knob. You're right about that. Yeah. And he's like, but I got to put it back. She's like, no, keep your hands where they are. And he has the nerve to, to turn face. around. You know, like, he's a- you're, he, he keeps thinking he's 40 years younger. This is what I'm saying. It's like someone again. This is a scene that I guess they will swoon for it over across the sea. Might maybe who knows? They like her like, signs. I think guess. I just I'm trying to figure out what he thought was going to happen when she stared into the one-eyed monster. Like, what did you? Like, oh, like baby Jesus, halo. Oh my God, Constantine, let me put down my gun. I think that's what happened with uh, Carolyn. Oh my God, and especially because so, you're probably right. And oh, he was probably no. like, oh, is this why uh, she's cheating on Vlad with all this? Is <laughs> is this why oh, uh, no. Carolyn is you know hanging out? Early Look, morning, late nights with the same outfits on. Got him in the her I dressing room really hope. with the blow dryer. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind if Carolyn's completely shallow when it comes to like dick size or girth. Whatever the fuck she cares about. But like, is this really what she sees in him? Is this it? I'm is this really you, it? This is this is, what she hopped on last night? This is some version of sexy that we just... The I Russian mean, rodeo? It's, it's, is this what's happening in Carolyn's hotel room? I mean, I mean, I can't. Fucking <laughs> shit. And so, so I guess he does finally admit that, yes, yes, he did recruit Villanelle after he's like, can I put it back in? And, you know, she asks like, oh, did you recruit Villanelle for the Russians? And he's like, no, a private organization. And we trained her. They trained her. I trained her. I didn't train her, you know, recently. I haven't seen her for years. And, of course, Eve calls bullshit, right. bullshit, bullshit. Damn lie. Because his whole life is a lie. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. And she can't possibly believe that, okay, yeah, he's finally admitting to knowing Villanelle, but he hasn't seen her in forever. Psych. Outrageous. He continues to gaslight Eve until... Eve gets the phone call. call. No, she gets a call from Villanelle. And that's because um, that's just prior, I think, to Anna. Or is it after? It's after. Yeah, it's after. Where she's like, hey, bitch, where's my stuff? Where's my my thing? And yeah, she's like, I got it. And then where's, you know, the child? And she's like, I got it. She's like, well, I got the father. Meet me at the spot. (laughs) You know, we could do a little trade. And then we cut to wherever that place is, that spot in Russia that sells tea, which is hilarious. We're missing a thing. What What about the the pauper stealing into the woman's uh, bag for, is it an ID or something? They steal money from a woman. Well, that's in the very beginning, though. That's like right before they get food. That's in the beginning where they're like pit pocketing, and where we were saying that's probably Villanelle's a child, like with her shitty parents, that she maybe, maybe was a, a young thief. Because that's before, yeah, because they have to get food, right? That's when they're doing food. They're like, we need I, food. We need to. Or no. maybe that actually happens in the conversation, actually, when she looks sad. And the, the, yeah, that's actually what happens. The little girl says she looks sad and she's like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm just like, don't give me your profound bullshit. And she's like, get another one, one more. And then we could get something really good to eat. And I think that's when they get the money, they're conning women. Yeah. <laughs> using emotions to um, pick pockets and get some money for lunch, which is how they pay for their illegal lunch when they go meet up with Eve and Constantine. They're in this posh looking cafe. It's, it's pretty. Villanelle is making fun of her passport picture. Oh, yeah. She's like, stop. I was a little kid. I didn't know better. She's like, but that's I mean, not my it's problem. Cute sibling 
kind of thing which is going on so i mean and the I banter is it. adorable the banter is adorable i feel like the trick everyone should know to take a good id picture is to just go in with your chosen face or smile and don't move even if someone asks you a question like don't respond or do head gestures because i used i employed that technique last time i was taking my my driver's license picture and um it is the most excellent ID picture I've ever taken in my life. And every time I show it to people, they're like, what the fuck? Right. Well, and I'm like, yes, I, I cracked the code. They tried to say something to me. I was like, just take the tank and picture, bitch. And it came out perfect. And so I kind of I hope I can keep it for life because my mom's driver's license picture is totally from like 91. And at this point, I'm just like, mom, like, I know, like, you've got the melanin. So the aging <laughs> grace is, is different. But surely this picture needs to be updated. I <laughs> like, think surely. when you renew it, like externally, like out right. of the office, no, she can just do it, it in right. the mail. Right. So they just unless you choose to take another picture, they just keep sending you the same shit. Yeah. No. So I hope that I can do that, too. I would just like to lock this ID in mm -hmm. for all of time. Get yes. it on my passport, get it on every place it needs to go, and then I'm solid. Uh, so, yeah, so eventually, um, you know, after she's talking that shit, Rena sees her father and Eve coming down the grand staircase of that wonderful location where we're forgetting the name of, but it was architecture was superb. And she screams for her daddy, Dad. And Villanelle's like, Don't you, you're not so fast, which more hilarity ensues because she reveals her gun. And the whole oh, room is yes. all of a sudden the like, clamor. oh, no. The clamor. And she's like, that's right, ladies. Nice part of town. That's right, ladies. A child could die. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have like our, our, our altercation, our, our scene between the four. The beginning of negotiations. It's Eve trying to figure out if Constantine really knows Villanelle now because he's been saying he hasn't seen her in a long time. I mean, it's... It's literally established within the first two sentences of exchange as we see Eve looking back and forth between them that he was full of shit. That they yeah. know each other, that there's some sort yeah. of camaraderie, and that actually this isn't easy for Villanelle. Because if it was easy, she'd already done it. Yeah, like with every other man. Exactly. She just shot his ass in the face She's when like, she walked I, in the I just house. want to do my job and go home. Because... I mean, do we even talk about the fact that she was hiding in the cupboard, how extra and unnecessary that was for Villanelle? Like, in the cupboard with a tape recorder, really? Anyway. So, yes. So, you know, they're back to the standoff and, you know, Eve pulls her gun and there's a little bit like, ooh, suits you. Foreshadowing mm. from Villanelle about Eve's level up into murderer, murderous territory. I like that she can find any time to compliment Eve. <laughs> you know what? Any time is the right time uh, that, to uh, give your bae a compliment. I and agree. so that works. And Eve asks her what she wants. And she's like, Constantine, bitch, like that motherfucker right there, him right there. That's what I want. And she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay, well, I thought it was me. I, I'm just gonna stand but I see again. right now you have at this current moment, there are different priorities. And I understand that's a heightened situation. Hmm. And there's some banter about how his kid is annoying and it's kind of cute. And he's like, yeah, it's so annoying. But then Eve is like, okay, this oh, wait, is cute. Where's my passport? Oh, right, I no. got it. Well, she didn't even say where's my passport. Villanelle and Constantine were, were bannering back and forth. Oh, you know, oh, she's, oh, she's funny. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And Eve interrupts. It's like, hey, so I got your passport and your stuff. She's like, pay attention to me. Back over here. Back over here. I got your passport and your money. I'll give it to you. And of course, Villanelle's like, throw that shit over right now. She's like, wait, but maybe if I could just 
And they're like, throw it over. Like and everyone like, shouts at her. And then it's like, put it, put the gun down. It looks stupid. She was like, oh, oh right. Let me just, I don't know what to do with this. Because she then, put the gun on a child's head and the whole room was like, no. <laughs> because the room keeps gasping every time Eve does a fucked up move. Because she's just trying to stall. And the is room she, is like, is this stop her first it. Day? <laughs> they're like, stop and stalling. Wait, pass the money. So, so wait, throw it. And she, does those. she throws it about <laughs> a foot. She literally throws it about a foot. Or you know those videos of kittens that try to jump from the sink, but they just go straight down? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. Eve's toss. If this, so she tells someone else on the floor, cowering for their lives. Could you? Could you just? Could you just push that along? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Thanks, Eve. <laughs> just so unnecessary. And then she has her gun back on Constantine, and that's when Constantine is like, Villanelle, don't break my heart." And she says, and "She's like, don't, don't break, break mine. mine." And then she says, "You either." Yep. While looking directly at Eve, mm. which you know has a lot of layers to it. I like feeling seen in a negotiation. Like, I know it's not about me, but you brought me into it. So, you know. <laughs> Well, she was just the observer. Like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? I'm learning so much about your dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she asked Constantine, who's his favorite? If it's her or Adina. And his he doesn't really respond, but his face twitches in a certain kind yeah, of way. Like, God damn it. Is that why you got your uh, assisting or supporting actor nod, Bodnia, for those face twitches? Might be. And she doesn't respond. And she, she's like, is it me? Just a little bit. And he nods to which Adina is like, hey, what the fuck? I'm right here. I'm and literally right here. And then goes, well, then you won't really be. You won't miss her so her. much if right. I shoot her. And Constantine is like, actually, that's she's not the job. Like, you want to do your job? That's fine. But she's not your job. And Villanelle's like, well, that's true. You made a point. I did come here talking about doing my job. And uh, she says that she just wants to go home and have a bath, which Unfortunately, by the end of this episode, Villanelle does not get that bath. And I'm yeah, no. I'm sad to wonder how many future episodes it takes before she gets that long, luxurious bath that she yeah, deserves. Yeah, she deserves. She needs a soak. She has so many bruises right now. Someone give Ugh. someone give Villanelle an Advil, a fucking body pillow, some bubbles, right? Some aromatherapy, like just like like light up some oil, some incense, some shit. Like right. she needs a lot. Like she needs, she deserves it. A spa day. Pay attention to that CT she's got. <laughs> Make sure it's not permanent fucking damage going on. And then she also says to Eve, she's like, isn't it weird that we never had sex? And she brings it up yet again. And so it's curious why she says these things, perhaps to cast Constantine more officially and specifically in the father category, that to make it known that this was never a sexual relationship, it was never about that. It was, you know, friendship, maybe, uh, like adjacent or father fatherhood adjacent potentially yeah she was like yeah you were a nice person you were good to me but her dad was a drunk so he definitely is a better male figure than whoever her father was in her life right we can assume that probably that she likes constantine more than she liked her dad and she says that that she thinks he's a good person she's not sure but she thinks he is which is interesting because i feel like you know this is the first time in a long time or ever that we see actual conflict within Villanelle about whether or not someone's goodness actually matters for the kill. Right. And so we've never had her, you know, postulate about this. And who knows? I'm sure other people she murdered were good, but she didn't fucking care. But for Constantine, she's like, well, this is unfortunate because I think you're a good guy. I think so. I think. And I'm uncomfortable doing this, but I have to do my job. And you get that, right? You get it, Constantine. He's like, I do. I get it. You got to do your job. So do your fucking job. Let, let Arena go. And of course, she eventually shoots Constantine in the belly. But she's not able to shoot him again in the belly or head because she gets elbowed in the ribs Ooh. by Edina. 
kudos to her, future young assassin, probably. Learning how to defend herself. Early. Yeah. And before Villanelle could can get that other shot in, Eve has got her gun again, and she's blocking her way. She's like, look, let's just go somewhere you and me Let, let's forget everything that just happened in the past two Irrational. if i was in the crowd <laughs> like if i was just one of those people crouching down like oh my god am i gonna die today like, are you I'd be serious like, what is going on? <laughs> are you guys lovers like what is this how you guys fight all the time you just take people hostage like what's going on can you both just go can you just get out of here because i'm really stressed out on this fucking floor right. and i don't know what's happening right now i'm very confused because yeah like eve is begging like i mean yeah. first of all if constantine's not dead thank eve because the only reason you're not dead is because Villanelle didn't get that double, triple tap with the gun. And that's because Eve got in her way and she doesn't want to shoot Eve. I fully believe that if it were Adina, even if it were a little tiny arena or some other random bystander, she should have she would have shot through them yep. to get Constantine. She but because it was Eve, she pauses. And, you know, Eve makes that plea. Desperate, authentically earnest plea. You see it in her eyes and Villanelle can see it in her eyes. And she's like, I feel like she actually ponders it for a good two and a half seconds before she's like... I can't. I got to get out of here. I got to figure out what's going on with my life. I just shot my handler. I'm completely out in the open. I don't know what's going on because I killed my last handler before mm. I had to kill this new handler. So I don't really know where I stand with the 12. I don't know what's going on. I just don't know. And so unfortunately for Eve, she leaves her there. And Eve once again is unfinished in every way. Unfinished. There's sirens in the background. There's a Constantin that's probably dead on the floor. Also, she didn't care. <laughs> Constantin was bleeding nope. the fuck out. She didn't even she didn't even put nope. a compress. She was just Dead like, she's like, Villanelle, baby, come with me, please. Could we just talk? Could we just, look, just you and me. Just I can us. use We don't even help. have to tell the police. Just over here. I can, <laughs> there's lots of blood. She's like, I, I don't fucking care, Constantine. I'm trying to talk to my girlfriend. Listen, can we just go somewhere? Just you and me, just talk it out. Just Carolyn, see what's going come on. come and get me. She's a freaking right first of all carolyn is with <laughs> vlad and she's getting the information later right which, vlad is, is, which like... is fully why she fucking fires eve like officially officially because she already was like you're fired you're on hiatus indefinitely because of all the all of the breaking of the rules but when we get to the airport and they're all just sitting there and i think it's finally settling in with eve like wow this this whole trip has been a dub i mean it wasn't a total dub because i learned so much about my girlfriend but also it was hell because everything's gone badly and then she mentions to Carolyn, she's like, yeah, oh, what, what about, you know, Constantine? How's that go? Oh, then she oh. puts on a sad face and is oh, like, oh. Yeah. Didn't make it. Didn't make it. Well, there goes that lead. Uh, oh, well. Well, she was probably saying, well, there goes that O. Oh. <laughs> and in and, and that I, sense, I feel badly for Carolyn. Oh, man. Oh, so Carolyn's O. Oh, Carolyn's Russian rodeo. Yeah. As I recently dubbed it. I guess that would be something she can lament about i mean everyone so many people commented this episode on the hotness of constantine so i guess <laughs> your face <laughs> i mean oh, it's yeah. a market it is um if i saw um constantine in a on the pole dancing somewhere on the I pole just, no i don't constantine know if he'd go -go get dancer, my dollars he would i just get my dollar. i mean Maybe he would get a dollar from me right, for a effort. dollar for like, brave. Yeah. Like A is for effort. Yeah. But that's about it. Wow. So maybe people think Eve was a little cold as ice, but whatever. Like that's on and on to the next, on to the next lead. Uh, Fuck it. I mean, Carolyn, I guess, was not too pleased. Carolyn definitely was not too pleased. She was best definitely like, go back to London, pack up all your little boxes, all your little notes, all your little files, take it out of our dirty bodega back room. Yeah, she was like, um, I spoke to Vlad and um turns out that you and Kenny decided to uh 
I don't know, give him some private correspondence that I had. She was kind of petty with that shit. She was like, that was really nice. That was really cute what you guys did there. I see what you did there. And I suppose uh, A for effort on your spying, but also you're doubly fired. You were already fired, but you're fired anew because clearly I need to do things by myself because I can't trust you motherfuckers to respect my big dick energy and do what the fuck I say when I give you commands because I am the boss. I'm still the boss. I don't have to explain shit to you what my decisions mean, what's going into it. But what you definitely have to do if you're working for me is work for me and do what the fuck I say. And I feel like this is where Eve's rage really starts to peak and bubble up because maybe she's been in some sort of weird, I don't know, paralyzed comatose state of mind since seeing Villanelle yet again, not Mm -hmm. getting her O or anything she wanted because Villanelle bounced, even though she was like, please, 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 won't you stay? And the minute Carolyn officially closes that door, in the future, like you're going to go back to England and it's done. You're just going to go back to your boring life, your boring marriage with Nico. And that's it. It's over. It's it's a wrap. That she's like, wait a minute. Okay. So I don't get to follow my murder girlfriend anymore. But the minute Carolyn is like, so when you go back to London, this is done. Your future with MI6 is done. Just like your career with MI5 is done. It's all done. And you did this because you thought you could be a big old spy, but I'm still bigger than you. You thought you could give my private letters, but now you've just screwed yourself and it's over. And Eve can't deal with that. She's like, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that I no longer have access? Right, like I can never I can never. This. And so when she gets that call from Elena, who's like, hey, by the by, I found some information about a flat in Paris. I don't know. It might be of use. She's thinking before she goes on the plane. She's like, I could go home or I could go see about this flat because if I go home, it's done. It's over. I'm back with Nico. I'm back in my boring, dead marriage. I'm back with no job, just in my boring life. And there's nothing I can do. There's no closer moment than I am right now to solving this this quest of Villanelle or what's going on. I think that's kind of it. And then uh, she goes to Paris. She goes to Paris on a on a on a plane to um. What does she, what does she do with her luggage? Does she check in a hotel? We're gonna she say, has luggage. We have to say that she checked in somewhere. She checked into a hotel and then went to visit. Villanelle's flat? Probably. I would like to think that she didn't lose it the way Nico claims that she always loses her luggage. She just left it somewhere and someone took it. That's also possible, I guess. But And I'm trying to think of where did Nico get that she always loses luggage thing from. Because I don't feel like they take they many take vacations. Trips. They don't. I think the only trips they ever took, probably less than a handful, she lost it every time. Yeah, and I think it was on purpose. But I also think he's kind of a dick. Like, even if she only lost it once or twice, like, let it go. Yeah, I see You know what I'm saying? Why are you holding it over her head? Like, you've seen Bill, that guy from Bill's funeral once. (laughs) And you were like, wasn't this the man (laughs) who was speaking at Bill's funeral? I'm so mad, Eve. And so, yeah. So, Eve goes to the, she goes to Paris. She disobeys Carolyn for the umpteenth time. And decides to go see where Villanelle is potentially creeping at. And she finds the apartment, but she can't get inside. And who reveals herself but Villanelle's cute little landlady? Mm-hmm. With her little people. She's like, hey, how you doing? You looking for you looking for a Villanelle? Actually, are you from that? Are you from the group? Are you from the organization? She's like, yes. Yes, yes, so- yes, I am. And she's like, oh, fantastic. No one's ever come to see my notes. And I've taken all of these wonderful notes. And she starts to go into the notes with, with Eve and she's like, oh, this time she's in her underwear. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. She's so cute. I haven't seen her in a while, though. And, you know, Eve basically tells a lie to be like, oh, yeah, look, we're updating our systems and stuff and stuff. So instead of writing down your notes, why don't you just text it to me directly to this number, to my number? 
I'm, like, I'm a fired she's agent. Like, I can do me. that. It's it's your money, so we can do that. Also, you know, I haven't seen her brother much anyway. And she's like, brother? Uh, yeah, you know, he's like a Ursa. Ursa like he, a called a, he called her a horse, although she was doing the sign for a bear. Yeah. Which is probably actually the most accurate description of Constantine in this show thus far. Mm-hmm. Like, not, oh, he's a sexy man. Like, a bear? I could, yeah, I could see bear. Right. I don't get be- sexy for bear personally, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess it depends on the bear. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so she's like, hey, this man in the picture? And they're like, yeah, that's him. And he's like, I knew this motherfucker was lying. I said he didn't see you for years. But of course, he's seeing you just about every day. You've been living in this flat. And she's like, well, be sure to text me if you see her at all. She's yeah, like, well, she's- she hasn't been around, but I mean, I'll do it. And she pretends to leave. She's like, okay, bye. Heads on the steps. The door closes. She walks back up the steps. Even such a fucking. She's so corny. High open the door. <laughs> but why does she think the old lady? Like, first of all, she's a fucking mini spy or a retired spy. <laughs> she knows every time someone's coming up the stairs. So she heard you, like, circle back around up the stairs. Poppy was like, "What is she doing?" Looks directly in the peephole to see Eve, just like with her bad she's like, well, skills, um, trying to open the did, door. Did, did you? Did you want a key? <laughs> She's like, I do got a key, bitch, because I'm the landlord. Would you like to go inside? Uh, to which Eve gracefully or graciously accepts. She's like, yes, yes, let me inside. And then, you know, she's inside. I'm trying to think of what grabs her attention first. I think she sees a little. Is it luggage? Is well, the she, she kind of looks around and it's kind of like, okay, this is interesting. It's, I mean, because we know Villanelle's flat is a bit of a oxymoronic statement like it's dilapidated but it's also very luxurious in in random places i like the fact that she has wardrobes like vintage wardrobes in there because i have a couple pieces like that just and you can get an idea of like the the age of the apartment or what kind of apartment it is it's not a newer designed flat because there are no right no closets. uh, closets or anything like that it's all sort of like antique furniture brought in and she initially you know gets in she's just kind of like oh let me let me be calm but i think she just starts to lose her shit almost immediately when she when she sees the gaudy beneath the like i guess the vintage aspect of it the sort of dilapidated aspect and she's like okay here here are this here's the bathroom look at these gold faucets what the fuck look at all these perfumes and they show us that that villanelle has a counter of fragrances what I just will someone write me the fan fiction for what Villanelle uses those fragrances for? Does she have a fragrance for every day, different days of the week, different moods? I feel like that's a yes. Those are sort of rhetorical questions about yeah. Villanelle's preferred scents. Like what scents does she like to wear when she's killing people? What's going on? And so Eve sees it and she's like, oh, girl, of course, perfume. That's great. And then she opens the fridge and I think that's the last straw. Yeah, like she can't like, handle it anymore. She's like, damn it. What's in here? We thought it was going to be more expensive champagne, but I actually will not blame Villanelle for the Piper Heidsieck uh, Brut champagne that she had. I thought she would have some Dom, something more expensive, but I just think that was production not wanting to spend 3000 or $5,000 a bottle of champagne and then or just re-bottle and be like, well, give us a Dom Perignon sticker. Like They, they probably figured no one would look that intensely like we are but that's uh, if you want to have some villanelle shampi that's what she that's what's in her fridge again i do not think it's accurate because the kind of money she spends there should be a more expensive champagne in there either dom or like what's that other one that's really popular it's like you can have like twenty thousand dollar is it armand yeah that armand that orange shampi like it can cost like 30 grand for a bottle and that's hmm. it's obnoxious but i don't put it past villanelle right on like an extra special kill. 
And so she's like, let me, I'm thirsty. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to grab this bottle. I'm going to shake it up and take a few paces. The way that cork got popped, I was like, oh, that's no. <laughs> that's an L. And a callback to when uh, Villanelle, Villanelle popped, popped her, her cork. Oh, yeah. yeah. Parallels, parallels. And she kind of starts to go into a rager a bit. And it's like, we got some punk music playing. Oh, she opens the wardrobe and notices her scarf. Yeah, that's what I said to you. Because you were like, why is she freaking out? I was like, the first thing she sees when she opens the wardrobe is her green scarf amongst Villanelle's preferred clothes. It's like she has two closets. Her her killer closet, which is a smaller wardrobe with her her outfits, which I feel like Eve was like, maybe we could role play. Because she was looking through those. She was like, nurse, doctor, what's going on in here? Um, and then she gets to the official wardrobe. And literally, her scarf is dead center amongst this stuff, which I take that to assume that Villanelle wore it multiple times, just to be like, Near Eve, this is what I'm doing. Again, I there might be other fluids on that scarf. Yeah. We can't be sure. Yeah. But Eve sees that and she that's the final bow. Because when she sees it, she's <laughs> like, Okay, so this is what happened to my stuff. She stole it. She's been around ever since back then. No, but I she already knew she Bill. stole it. No, no, right. No, it was the yeah. bill trigger. It was the yeah. bill trigger. Because she totally Bill was out of her mind. Bill right. hasn't been on her mind since the murder. Right. She like, forgot Bill he died. And Nico were, <laughs> were both not in her no, brain. No, she forgot he died and she saw the scarf and she was like, Oh my God, that's why you killed my best friend, bitch. I can't just be in here looking at your pretty things. I'm angry now. I'm angry that you killed my best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm angry. And so, then she's like, Let me destroy. Yeah, so they play a song, and I mean, if they could have done it over. No, I'm happy they used the song that they did. But in my head, I'm hearing some sort of prodigy song where she's just like, I'm destroying everything. Yes, R.I.P. to Keith, who recently passed. But yeah, no, prodigy would fit. I mean, I'm biased to it because I like the prodigy. But I would agree that that, the energy was like some smack smack my bitch up energy. It was what she was exhibiting in that just interlude of just like just smashing her fucking makeup like we know that was several grand worth of makeup on the thing and she just kicks it like ah, I'm having so much fun I'm smashing your champagne bottles and completely gets lost in her experience oh. it's like Eve you've completely gone off the deep end like you're in someone else's crib with a peeping spy grandma on the other side who you know she's like wow what's she doing in there is this part <laughs> of the case and then Villanelle comes home to stop her little uh, situation and she's like oh shit right like, should i hide should and I? the way she tried to hide <laughs> why <laughs> why it girl wasn't why? Even, it wasn't even <laughs> this is like when she tried to get the toilet cleaner to fight villanelle like you're just like some parts about your agent self are really really clever and that's your brain but the practicality of you trying to be a super agent is really bad you're horrible at it eve oh god Get back into the office. And so she tries to not hide. Not really. She's just like around the corner. And she's like, okay, well, at least I can like grab one of these guns from the the killer drawer and a a switchblade, a pocket knife. Yes. Luckily, it was a retractable knife. So she was able to put that closer to her her, Her her happy place (laughs) Uh, and not have the snafu of what happened in the kitchens there when she decided to heat up some... uh, some of that, uh, what was that? That uh, whatever that crap was. Oh, the she, shepherd's pie. Shepherd's the pie. shepherd's pie. She doesn't like because she was she traded it with Bill in episode one. Did. So and she was like, "Don't tell Nico," you know, fucking Nico. But yeah, so that's exactly what happens. And um, you know, she rounds the corner with her gun drawn, like she's a badass. But she looks about as intense as she did to Constantine. She was like, "Shoot you in the leg! I'm gonna do it." 
And then, of course, when I was like, uh, so you've had a party here? That was, um, it was a cute response. Like, there was, I'm sure she was like, there's a number of ways I can come at this, but let me just be me. Was somebody having a party in here? You smashing my shampy, making a, a wreck of the place. And initially, Eva's like, whatever, like, I'm just, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you right now. She's like, what are you going to do with that? She's like, I'm going to kill you. She's like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. And then she's like, you're not because you like me too much. And Eva's like, well, God damn it. You have me there. You do, Villanelle, because I don't want to shoot you just yet. There's other things I want to do before I shoot you. Not all of them rated PG. <laughs> but I'm having a hard time coming to terms. And so Villanelle's what? She's like, so now what, Eve? And Eve is like, well, just have a goddamn seat, will you? Like, it's been a long day. I need to talk to you. And I think this is a great contrast, too, to Anton, who told her to have a seat so many times, as we noted. And she was and like, no. <laughs> each time, have a seat. No, have a seat. No. Would you sit down? No. And then he ended up dead. Yep. And Eve only asked her the one time. She's like, sit down and she's like i don't know i think i will <laughs> i'll listen to what you have to say and that begins the most delicious scene that i'd really been waiting for for the entire series since yeah. since you know those trailers were coming out in the beginning of the show and you hear the voiceover narration of Eve saying, I think about you all the time. And I was just like, whoa, where does that happen? Where does it come from? I know a lot of fans were hoping that it was going to be earlier on in the episodes, maybe in episode five. But quite frankly, episode five was so jam-packed, it could yeah. not be in there. or I would not have survived. And I predicted it would be in the last episode. And it was. It was in the last episode. And it was fucking amazing. I, I really can only describe my experience as losing my shit the entire time. I mean, you have to think about what this all meant for Eve. It's like, finally, she has the opportunity to get those thoughts out to the person who needed to hear them. Yeah, you have to imagine that this is the first time she's she's vocalized aloud, period, to anyone, probably even to herself to a certain degree, that this is this is her obsession. It's come full circle. She's basically in this place that, you know, as the children would say, um, that she's completely and totally sprung. Right. You're a new <laughs> level up. I'm so proud of you. She's like, oh, by the way, yeah, I think about you too. Well, when I say think, I mean I, I masturbate to you all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, talk about the juxtaposition <laughs> of like things to say. She's like, uh, what too does much? Eve say? She's like, no, no. no. Well, it's because Eve is like, she's like, you know, I think about you all the time. What you're wearing, what you're doing, what you're doing it with, like your hair, your eyes. Like, what do you eat? What do you do for breakfast? Do you have friends? Like, I just want to know everything. And then I was like, yeah, me too. Um, especially in my bunk. <laughs> She's like, just cut so, straight to the chase. Right before I killed Frank, I rubbed one out. <laughs> She's like literally right before in route to kill Frank. And I just think it's great because she's like too much. And he was like, no, 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 no. I just wasn't expecting it. I have to say you are way more direct than my husband. And we've been married for like 85 million years. And yet the tinglies that are happening inside of me right now are un they're not right. I'm scared. And so at this point, Eve's already on the bed. So then she lays she, back. She's well, actually, no, no. She's like, what the fuck do you want? And she's oh. like, don't be a dick because you're often a dick when I ask you things that mm. I mean, seriously. And Villanelle actually answers. She's like, oh, you know, just a nice job, a uh, job that I enjoy, a nice flat, you know, like cool stuff and uh, someone to watch movies with. I feel like that's a that's a paraphrase. I think that's what she said, right? Enough of what she said. No, you got most of it right. I got most of what she said, right. And so that's that's it. And, you know, 
Eve sort of clocks that last line about someone to watch movies with. And that's when she's like, oh, gosh, I'm tired. Aren't you tired? After she falls in the bed yeah. and Villanelle's like, what? And I love this sequence of events for shots because I feel like it's very interesting what they did there. I mean, major kudos to Jodie Comer for like flying through every possible emotion just about in her face mm -hmm. as she's like pondering what to do in this situation. And I also appreciate that before we... You know, as she's thinking about, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit on this bed next to her? That we get, like, that shot of, like, her in the mirror, which, you know, for any potential film buffs or whatever, that's usually trying to indicate, like, a duality or just a split of personality. And I think that's what we're seeing there. We're, like, Villanelle the assassin, Villanelle the, the girl, like, the girl who would just want to be a girl with Eve, who watches movies. Like, it's a complicated situation. And she sees Eve there, which I think on the cuff, she's like, this bitch is in my bed. What? Like right. she's clocking it to herself. She's like, I can't believe this. Save the mental image, girl. But then she's also like, what am I supposed to do here? She's laying flat on my bed. What is she trying to say to me? Is she trying to say shmang? Is she trying to say cuddle? Like, is this safe? Like, what should I do? And right. you just see it all in her face. Right. And she's like, where's the area of consent? But that gun is She's like, the gun right is right there. there. She's like, let me try to get that gun. I got the gun. And that's when Eve is like, aren't you tired? And she's like, well, yeah, I am. I am tired. It's, it's a good point you bring up. But I'm still very confused about what I should do in this situation. And she eventually slowly sits on the bed and is like, well, okay, maybe I could just like lay back and see what happens. And she's clutching on that gun for dear life as like a safety blanket, which I think it kind of was because the minute that gun disappears, the safety blanket, Eve got her gully back and we know how she is. Yeah. When she's on her gully, she makes no sense. And so they're laying in bed next to each other. And what is the first thing Villanelle says? Oh, you found me. Yeah, well, <laughs> congrats you, you found me and Eve was like yeah I did and she's like well done and that's a little moment and Eve was like thank you because literally no one has said well done not right. Carolyn right. not Kenny not Constantine not anyone who's been on the job has been like you're doing such a good job Eve but I appreciate you acknowledging it and then Eve asked Villanelle if uh, she's going to kill her and then she says that mm, she's like no. no and then she's like promise me <laughs> i feel like this and promise will come into play like we said before it's gonna come back up that right. she promised not to kill her she's gonna be like i didn't promise not to stab you i didn't promise not to potentially hurt you but i did promise i wouldn't kill you and i think she'll keep that promise but like do other violent things oh, to yeah. eve you'll be surprised that are on the spectrum her. of yeah. you know like that's not right that's probably that could have gone and then better she's like okay fine i'll put the gun away fine do you see i'm not gonna kill you you're happy and then she does this turn and when she did this I started singing the Aerosmith song from the. Um, <laughs> you gotta do a little, uh, a little Armageddon. Hook for the listeners. She was like, I could stay awake <laughs> just to hear you breathe. <laughs> because, I mean, the way that she was staring at her, because remember, uh, Eve's tired. Yo. So, Villanelle, she just put the gun down. And she just got can't. like the elbow on the bed, just like staring at her, looking at her be tired on her bed. And she's like, wow. Honestly. Yeah, because first of all, who really thought? I mean, that's why I said I think she's having all kinds of the feels because she's right. like, yo, I can't believe this bitch is in my bed. But also, this bitch is in my bed. Yeah, so, like, exactly. I should probably. So I'm <laughs> tired, but at the same I'm time. I'm tired, but I'm not. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what, but that's literally what has to be going through her head. So was that like, was like wow. a, that scene in Person of Interest, like where the AI, it's not really like a true blue love scene between Root and Shaw but it's like a simulation and in the simulation there's a moment where like something happens and she's like no I can't I'm tired and two seconds later she appears she's like I'm not tired let's do the schmang that's what was happening here where she's like yeah I'm tired like it's been a long day I could use a soak but also you're literally about six inches away 
And I have to tell you, my loins are speaking <laughs> to me right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, I'm tired, but I'm not that fucking tired. Of course, I was looking up the Armageddon song because you said it. <laughs> what was the name of that song? Um, Why can't I spell? Uh, I don't know. Aerosmith, Armageddon. Oh, I, oh yeah. Armageddon song Armageddon has filled song. itself there in. There it is. Don't want to miss a thing. There it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't put me through an ad. Thank God. Oh, no ad. (laughs) (laughs) When you started singing that shit for her trying to caress Eve's cheek, like I, you guys, I implore you to just for fun, like go to that final scene, go to that moment and just play Aerosmith in the background. If you two are a 90s baby, you can get the hilarity. If you are not a 90s baby and you're like a 2000s baby, like a proper millennial, millennial, young millennial, still do it. Still do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. This is this is totally Villanelle's headcanon in this mm-hmm. moment. She's too sweet. And is that that's why she gets that's why she gets got. Because she's let all the defenses down. She's like, boop, here they go. They've dropped. You're in my bed. You haven't shot me. There's no other cops here. Clearly, you don't have any real interest in arresting me because nothing about this says official justice. It just says passion, which murdering someone in cold, well, not cold blood, but murdering someone the way that she could have if Villanelle died is passionate because that's oh, a passion that was killer. Right. Passion. But, and that's right. her MO, which makes this. And she knew that from when Eve decided to straddle her. Oh, by the way, you guys, Eve is a top. That's what we did learn. Like, yeah, she stabbed Villanelle, but she's also a top, you guys. And Villanelle was so relieved because she was tired of doing all the work in their (laughs) relationship. From after she was pierced, the first thing she She said was, was, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That was basically what she was saying. She's like, I really liked you. Like, I I mean, there was a number of interpretations that people had that I read online in various places after the season finale. But I feel like now that we have scenes from season two we have to assume that like that was her generally being like hey like i really like this was this was for real for real i wasn't playing a game with you i really really liked you i feel like that was honest from villanelle like she's like ow like i really was i wasn't gonna stab you no no (laughs) but i i I mean yes but at the same time i think that she was okay with the knife being there oh in there right as long as it stayed she was fine because she understands how this works so she's true, like yes this true. stab this isn't what's gonna do me and you just just leave it there <laughs> yeah, wait just leave it there and of course home. eve is like right oh my god oh my god let me and she's like no 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 <laughs> It's, it's the like removal. Eve with the glass. It's Eve yeah. with the glass where she like wants to invite this chaos. She's like, I can do it. I'm a badass. I'm crossing the line. And then she crosses the line. And the minute she has to sit in it for a second, she panics. Right. She's like, no, okay, now I'm bleeding out. Now, now I'm That's dying. why now she got the mad. Things are wrong. Right. That's why she got mad. Right. She was as like, don't. I think they probably could have talked it out. She probably yes. be like, let's go to my friend who helps me with bullet wounds and right. shit. Like we but, could stitch this back up. Right. Exactly. And we could get back to the schmang. Just right. give me like a couple hours. But no, Eve pulled out the weapon. And, and she's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the kitchen. Maybe there's a kitchen thing that could help you. And she's like, she don't feel like I don't got no damn groceries. Yeah. And the old lady says she hadn't been back in a long time. So yeah. she definitely doesn't have any groceries. And Eve tries to run out and Villanelle gets a shot off and Eve runs back in the kitchen. I think she did that so she could get a head start because yeah. she could have tried to slither out immediately. But she she gets Eve's attention and then purposely misfires because we know Villanelle is not Nadia. She's right. a sharpshooter. If she right. wants to shoot you, she's going to hit you. But she doesn't. 
and she shoots twice before the bullets out of guns just elsewhere enough to have Eve just like off on the side to be like hey 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 I'm coming out which was that a was that a euphemism was that some sort of double I entendre mean, coming out she, and then you know the neighbor heard that was like coming she was out. like coming out okay play the <laughs> get the horns playing and by the time she comes out and she thinks it's safe because Villanelle's not shooting anymore it's because she only had the two bullets Eve and she was using that extra time to get away where you could not find her because I don't think she was down for that vulnerability. Like she was like, I was ready to be vulnerable in my pants, but not actually right. with my physicality because right. I still need to have control over being safe or potentially hurting someone in that situation. Eve couldn't have the upper hand in being okay. And she's not, which by the way, complete reversal from episode five. Yeah. Right. Like we have super in control villanelle who has a handle on everything. In fact, she's, she doesn't waver. She doesn't falter. Eve tries to get the knife on her. She's like, bitch, please. I have you so fast. And this is the first time that I think ever, potentially since her childhood, that she's not had control to this extreme of a fashion because it involves a degree of her, of her being surprised as we hear in the trailer. Where she's like, yeah, that surprised me too, that she was not prepared. She did not foresee it. She did not plan ahead. And thusly, she's in unfamiliar territory of being weakened, um, vulnerable, and on the outs with the 12, at least in the sense that it's possible she did not complete her mission and that if she did complete her mission, how can they confirm it with Constantine's body? Because I believe regardless of whatever happened, like the bodies with the British or something else is going on. Yeah. Um, and so she runs back out because she finally is brave enough to leave the kitchen. And there goes the uh, neighbor. And she's like, oh, I was just about to text you. I was about to text you, but she, <laughs> she, she, she got away. And then Eve takes a beat and she's breathing. She's like, where? Where? <laughs> where? Like, where did she go? As you can see, all of this happened. It's extreme chaos. And instead of like losing her shit, she's like, where I mean, <laughs> let's where keep let's keep this crazy train running. So, <laughs> I mean, kudos to you, Eve. You bit onto this new relationship. You love it. You don't want to let it go. So you don't. And you're acting completely irrationally, entirely. Just want you to know that, Eve fictional eve that you're not you're not this is not what people do when they want to have things go well or just even catch the suspect which is why we know that was never her interest which is why i think you know when we were talking about theories for the trailer that that's that that might be something she does wear on the one hand she's like i need to find you for carolyn but i also don't want you for carolyn i want you for me so when it comes to carolyn taking you in or anything to do like that for mi6 as Eve, she's like, I'm thinking I might sabotage you because really, she doesn't want to arrest Villanelle, right? For MI6 or detain her for the 12. She just kind of wants to get to know her better. She wants she wants to know what goes on in that head. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not about investigations. It's not about justice. It's not about what's happening with the 12, what's this massive conspiracy. But it's really more about Eve's burgeoning uh, bisexuality that's coming up and her inner conflict of the gay and her loins. Woo. Along with espionage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that Eve actually gives a fucking solid shit about espionage, but. Ooh, Eve is on a journey. That concludes the season finale. And holy shit. Holy fucking shit. I still got to think of a thing that I could do as a giveaway. Like, ugh. Like, do we want people to be alive or dead? Constantine's off the grid, but he could still I be alive. I want Constantine like to be alive just so we know more about his secrets. But I honestly could deal, like, it would be fine if Constantine died. 
it, it would also be okay. I think for Villanelle, that would be unfortunate because Villanelle seems to only have one, one other constant. Um, like the, the one constant outside of her family would have been Anna. Anna's now offed herself. And so then the other constant would be Constantine because she's not had any real interaction with anyone else from the 12. And so you remove her two constants from her life and the life plan that she's basically been on for the past 10 years. I think that's kind of intense. And I think that's going to lead to her, her feral nature, to be frank. And season two is that she's completely on different footing. Like there's nobody in the world at this point that she feels close to like a real sincere closeness, but yeah, Eve, because but everyone Eve. else is gone. As far as she's aware, Constantine is gone, Anna's gone. So who's left on the planet that gets her and understands her? Eve. And according to the quotes we read earlier, apparently she's like, I'm the only one that really understands Eve. It's me. Like we have a special, unique understanding that no one else gets. And I feel like her being isolated like this will just heighten those feelings of, of intensity. And does Villanelle really know what love is? Does Villanelle really know what these things are? That remains to be seen. But how she interprets it, how what she thinks love is or what love looks like or what it should look like will be interesting to observe. Because we know without a doubt from everything we've read so far and seen that this stabbing like closes the door on love. Like mm -hmm. in terms of this is it. It's love now. Oh, yeah. It, I'm yeah, fully right. in love. I wasn't exactly. sure. Right. I thought I just liked you. But now I realize I don't just like you. I love you. I need you in my life because this is this is cray cray, like that um Tish Walker oh, song yeah. from Jessica Jones. Hey, hey, I want you cray cray. Hey, I want Remember you. we were gonna do that I, remix. I, I, I want you. <laughs> if you guys I know mean, what I'm talking if about, if the remix would save the show, I would definitely. I would do, do it. it. We would do it Netflix if you would just save Jessica Jones. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, in season two of Jessica Jones, they reveal that Trish Walker had a single back when she was on her Britney Spears come up yes. after being a child actor. And the lyrics literally repeat. There's maybe five words total in all of the lyrics and they just repeat and it's, hey, hey, I want you cray cray. cray yeah, she was cray. manufactured. She was one of the earlier manufactured artists. She was topping the charts alongside Alanis Morissette. So and there Paris Hilton. There was definitely like a <laughs> contrast there. Oh my gosh. But you had the lyrical heavy deep content of like a breakup and then you had yeah, a hey, yeah, I want yeah. you cray cray. And it was like, oh well, <laughs> sometimes girls don't want to think, they just want to be sexy. So Actually, that's that song is appropriate for our ladies. Hey, hey, I want you cray cray. That's mm -hmm. both of them. Yes. They yes. pretend like they don't want it, but they want it. They really do. Like, yeah, I stabbed you, but I'm sorry I still love you. So what are we what are some takeaways from this first season? One of mine is that Villanelle really loves food and I appreciate that. I mean, I said that earlier, but I do. And as extension of that, I feel like now here's a guess. I don't but I don't think this will parlay itself with Eve because Eve doesn't even cook in her own goddamn marriage. But if she can manage to make an egg for Villanelle or some shit, it's a wrap for Villanelle because Villanelle loves to eat, mm -hmm. right? And I have to assume part of the charm with Anna and why she liked her so much is because that bitch was probably making cookies and stuff in, her, in her, her grooming repertoire. She was like, here's some snacks. Here's some freshly baked goods. Here's a, here's a dinner. And I think for Villanelle's personality, that would, be a big, that would be a big deal. I mean, that matters to me too, to be perfectly honest. Like if you can cook, oh yes, do that. And so I feel like Villanelle has the stuff in her apartment to cook because that one scene where she's frying up the sausages after cutting off Frank's knob, like we see actual pots and pans, yeah. copper pans. And so I'm like, okay, she has the stuff for when she decides to ever potentially get groceries or is it for when she brings people home with groceries and they cook for her? 
because outside of the sausage, we've not seen her cook a goddamn thing. She's just always eating. So maybe she's an Uber Eats kind of girl. Wait, do they have Uber Eats in the UK? Probably not. Uh, I mean, I'm if sure they, they do, I mean, they probably have something, but it might not be delivery. Uber Eats. Yeah. <laughs> like delivery, just the regular delivery. Because weren't we saying that the other day that Uber Eats, like once you step out of New York City, like your Uber Eats options drastically reduce oh, themselves by like 90%. Do. But we're spoiled here. We have all the delivery services. I was telling a friend the other day because they didn't realize that Amazon has like five different types of deliveries that can happen in New York City. And they're like, I only have the one. I'm like, yeah, it sucks to be in the fucking sticks, man. I don't know what to tell you. But yeah, so final thoughts, uh, predictions for season two as we as we wind down here. Well, the previews tell us that Kenny sort of is trying to get Rope back in. I don't think that that's going to work. I think she's going to try to recruit him and fail. Um, uh, Eve. Eve's going to try to recruit you think Kenny. I back think on that the happens team? without Carolyn knowing. And that, yeah. So we it, think she's doing a team that's separate from whatever team Carolyn is putting together? I think so. Until oh Carolyn figures it out and is like, oh, what do what you didn't I just I can outsmart you <laughs> I have the resources that you desperately seek oh my goodness and that's why she was like got that shooting range firing squad on her and someone's got to rescue her from that do you think the old French woman texted Eve anyway after she left to be like she left stabbed <laughs> just to be a trolling little I mean I probably would have I would have been cheeky too I've been like hey just and then FYI I hope they show us uh Villanelle leaving the apartment and then the old lady going do you need help holding oh, the shit. door? Okay. Now that you say that, I want that scene. I do. Does the old lady being a cheeky little cut, do you need help with the you door? You almost got it. You got it? There you go. You're bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is probably the only time I can crack this joke and stay alive right. at the end of it. Right. Because Villanelle does kill people just when she has a bad attitude. Wow. That's actually, I mean, we know that from what we from the different pieces we could clobber together from the, the the trailers that she she gets outside she gets a jacket from somewhere and she makes it distances until she collapses plausibly in front of a ER situation and then wakes up in said ER situation and probably bounces before anyone could ask her any real questions about who she is and why she was bleeding from the abdomen oh my god do you think we'll get to see Villanelle's scar Season two, we have to like we she's. I, you know what? To. Oh my god, she's, she's probably going to show yes, to the I boy. predict. I predict that she will look at it often. That's actually my new prediction for self. That Villanelle will gaze, like lovingly at her at her scars, kind of like. I don't know a permanent reminder mm-hmm. of Eve, which it actually is a permanent reminder of Eve. That's kind of how scars work; they happen, and every time you see it, you're like, "Oh, remember that one time at band camp where I." Had an assassin girlfriend and uh, <laughs> things went really left. <laughs> she fucking stabbed me. So I think that, yeah. So I predict that Villanelle will stare at that scar. I predict that she will be completely heads over heels in, you know, unbalanced f- affection and passion for Eve in season two. I predict lots of feral behavior from both, actually just a different version of Eve. You know, I'll be interested to see too how she's back with Nico because she can only be back on her bullshit, which is nothing is real. Everything is fake. And this relationship is hollow, a hollow, shallow version of itself. Because do we think she's wasted face in that scene where she's twirling around the freaking 
geometry poster in the school where she's like, because at first I was like, that looks flirty. I wish she was being flirty with Villanelle, but she's definitely not because she looks too carefree. She could be, yeah. She's being flirty with Nico. control. Maybe she's trying to spiral back in. Like she's trying to lie to herself and be like, oh, Nico, I'm so hot for you. Like I've just been dreaming about her schmanging all day. I wasn't thinking about Villanelle. Like I told her, I think about her every second of every day, wondering what she's up to. So I don't know. But those are some of my predictions. I also predict that Constantine is still alive. My guess that Carolyn is in the 12th. My guess is that she's the new assassin she's got will try power. to kill Villanelle. It would be nice. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like the new assassin, you're, you're saying if Constantine is definitely off radar, then they shouldn't be a target by the 12th. And I'll, I'll agree to that. Yes. Oh. But do they? Because the, we get new characters. We know there's new actors introduced, and there's the a new team. If the twelve intercepts that note, that makes Eve a target. If the twelve yes, gets that note, I believe Eve's so. I believe so. Which is why I, you know, last time we were talking about the note, I was like, it's a huge thing because we just don't know who gets it and how that affects the story. Nor do we know what Nadia put in it, because you have to presume if she was putting something in that note, like last minute, it had to be pretty significant. A name, a specific name to maybe someone she knows associated with the organization or someone else who went to Constantine because she was like, hey, this will save me or this will this will do something for the legacy. I don't know. But I agree that that whatever's happening there will come into fruition and we'll see what's actually going on. And again, I'm hoping you said at least a kiss. I agree. I'm hoping for the full shebang just because I feel like that'll be like a really interesting hate sex, but love sex moment. You know, the kind of Jeff Goldblum happy choking I was talking about, like that that kind of energy is going to be there where it's like, mm, I want to choke you, but it's an enjoyable choke. Oh, but it's maybe I'm crossing the line a little bit, but I'm not fully crossing the line. Right. But I'm at the line. I'm at the edge of the line in this sex scene. That's just what I want. BBC censors make it happen. I don't know what goes on. on B- is, but BBC is public access for, for Britain. Look, just uh, do it, you guys. Just them- do it. Put it on the DVD. Put it on the Blu-ray. I already bought season one Blu-ray. Put it on season two if you can't put it. Uh, the Americans aren't afraid of blood, so you can show just a little more blood. Yeah, but we're afraid of sex, so. Yeah. Unfortunately for us, for me, specifically. <laughs> As a viewer. Blech. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, so be on the lookout for us. We'll definitely be uh, engaging in social media somewhat. We'll try. Um, I will. I'm going to try live tweet for the episode when it, when it is, because I doubt I'll be able to contain my excitement. Just... In the yeah. three-dimensional space of my life, I will need to yell it from the rooftops. Like, especially if something amazing happens, like if and when they kiss, I'm going to the top of my building and I'm going, I'm going to scream in a megaphone, even Villanelle kiss! <laughs> and it's going to reverb all throughout Brooklyn. It will make it to Queens. It might even make it to Harlem, you guys. When you hear that, the ghost of, of, of gays past, that's actually me screaming into the heavens mm-hmm. that my ship has taken off because... That's what I need. It's what I deserve. Give us things. Give give us the things that we definitely need. People are, the kids it. are calling this 20 by teen. I just want to encourage that energy out and do it for your fans mm-hmm. that are apparently majority women, according to the multiple accounts of what the Killing Eve fan base looks like, because that's what we deserve. And what I don't want, what I definitely, definitely don't want, definitely not, is a sex scene with Nico. Yeah, we don't need that. Don't force it on Eve. Do not force it on Sandra O. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm done. I've said all I need to say about season one. Probably not all I need to say, but all I'm going to say at this time about season one episodes and the beauty that awaits us for season two. Right. I mean, we said a lot about season one. 
We did. This is our longest episode to date. Go, hope you guys got comfy while you were listening to this. You know, before we bid adieu, we also have to give another shout out, of course, to Captain Marvel oh, and yes. the superstar Brie Lawson, whose film is about to pass a billion, right? Like, Yeah. It's, I mean, any day now. It's just it's really soon. I know it's going to happen. Probably by the time of this, you guys listen to this, she'll be past a billion. It's got it. Or, and I mean, if not, then the week definitely after. But I feel like next week it's got it. Yeah. Brie still has her haters, but she's got a stan in me. <laughs> Every time she releases you a new interview, in me. I like that cover. Every time she releases a new interview and people get more salty, and by people I mean the incels, I just am like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an even bigger fan after this interview. Yay. So, yeah. Thanks, you guys, for joining us on this journey through season one of the best show on TV right now. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, killing you. So obvious. It is obvious. There are some pretty close number twos, but I'm just going to say for me right now, Killing Eve is the top. I'm really excited for the season finale of Game of Thrones, but even even still, I'm more excited for the season premiere of Killing Eve, which is quite a feat for them to do considering I've been I've had more of an investment into Game of Thrones just over time and like reading the books before the show started. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of time invested in Game of Thrones, but if someone was like choose one Candace, I have to be perfectly honest with you. I'd be like, well, I need to know what happens. Yeah, I, mean, I can guess. I can wait till the book comes out to see how the whole shit ends with the White Walkers. But no, I need to know what happens to my girls. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what this third assassin is up to. I need her to be also in the gay team. Just uh, adjacent, just bisexual. Just one of those things. That would be preferable. Yeah. I'd love it personally. And then, no, I, I won't even throw that morsel out. But, you know, <laughs> she could just learn to understand another side to herself that she's probably never. She's never, never known. Right. And it's she not just the O side. Dip a toe, is- right? You know? <laughs> Wait, are Dabble. we talking about unknown assassin? Unknown assassin could dip a toe into, you know. Listen, if you can kill, like, you can expand your horizons. And be at the very least hetero flexible, as they say in college. Oh, yeah, they do. They, yes. Wow. <laughs> that yes. happens the most often in college, I think. But yes, that's it. We'd love to hear any theories you guys might have that we may not have touched on or missed out on in terms of what you think is happening. Are Nico and Eve having a baby? Don't even dare suggest <laughs> that. I saw that somewhere on Twitter and I wanted to jump through the tweet and choke out the person because no, no, no. Eve and Nico are not having a baby. And curse you who thought of it. Yeah. So until next time, guys, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Yeah. yeah.